I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo off in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. I think he's back. Welcome to the One Left Foot Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I got my brother from another mother to the right of me, back from tour, Mr. Derek Green. Thank you for being here. Yo, what's up? How you feeling, yo? You look great. You, you, you look reborn. You finally get to play a show after two years. I love it. I was it, so man. happy for you to see you wobble up Thank on you, the man. stage, hop Thank on the you. one-legged and shit. That was pretty... No, but you killed it. It looked, be- cool. it looked beautiful to play music again. It, it was a beautiful experience. The people of Brazil, I love them very much, and I felt whole. I was I, I was happy for you because you were like, Thank th- you, there was man. a piece missing from Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know what I mean? And it's returned. And they're sitting in front of me, oh, Lorenzo snap. and Abenzo, Antonucci, Lorenzo Antonucci. <laughs> I said it right, right? Yeah. Antonucci. Yeah. How, how would I say it? How hey. would you, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Antonucci, that's perfect. Antonucci, yeah. Antonucci. Get it right. I, I suck at last names, especially ones <laughs> like that. That's, God. Like, that's like a serious you, badass last name. You're the name. worst oh, at last names, I know. Toby. Lorenzo, yeah. thank you for being here, man. Thank you for having me, Toby. Good I to know, see I, you, Derek. Good to yeah. see you. Did you guys tour together in the so past? Long. We did. A couple times. Yeah, man. What, what oh, year man. was that? Well, 2000. I wow. met you on the, when you first joined right. Sepultura because I was teching for Hatebreed. That's right. Damn. And it was Tattoo the Earth. Oh, my God. 22 Tattoo years ago. Tattoo the Earth, man. Damn, Before son. Max yeah. was born. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Who models you, and surfs. When you, can do, <laughs> when you can do tattoos and tour at the same time. Right. That, was that, did that ever happen ever again after that, that concept? They tried to do it for Europe, mm. and then 9-11 happened. Oh, snap. And then it didn't happen. That was going to be Pantera, Biohazard, Simple Tour. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to tour with Pantera. That's sick. And that was it. Like, they were done after that. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be hard, especially now, to, like, just, like, tattooing at a venue. Yeah, it would be extremely hard. They realized that on the tour, too. Okay. They're like, this 
filthy out here. It was a, it was <laughs> a great concept that just wasn't executed properly. Exactly. Yeah. And, right. Um, it was really like Paul Booth, um, Philip uh, Blue, Philip Blue, a lot of famous tattoo they artists from that yes. were on that tattoo. Yeah. I mean, on Tattoo the Earth, they were on the road, and I believe a lot of the artists were getting tattooed. And I'm not sure a lot of the people that were just coming to the festival could afford them. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I don't know how it was structured. I was I was I was a drunk them, so I, I didn't remember. <laughs> I don't remember how anything. He was a different Lorenzo. I was a different Lorenzo. Absolutely, I will attest to that. Um, <laughs> it was a completely another person but i love that lorenzo too because it was just like what's gonna happen <laughs> every night something could pop off every night something was popping oh, off it's God. not when it's just like where is it gonna happen you know lorenzo in his 20s and his teens is completely different lorenzo in his 40s That's 100%, yeah, I'm sure, yeah i mean i think it's night and day compared to most people that you know tra- we all become more men and adults in our 40s, I believe. His 40s is when men mature. Women mature in their late 20s. They're <laughs> way right. earlier than us. Definitely <laughs> way mature than us, for sure. Way but mature. But I feel like, um, yeah, I, I started maturing in my you know early 40s. And I'm, just, and I'm starting to learn about being a, an adult. Now, yeah. how many years are you sober now? Eight. Yeah. Eight That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Eight years. That's amazing. Um, straight edge. Congrats. I'm straight edge. Yeah, you're nice. pretty much straight I'm edge, right? Edge. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. Yeah. Damn, we're gonna X him up after the I'm podcast. Right. I got X's, bro, right here. Well, you for me, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you're official now. Yeah. Um, so you were born in Brooklyn, New York, right? What part of Brooklyn? Brooklyn, East New York. I was born oh, in uh, a hospital called St. Mary's, which is a, a, a you know, a, a actual fact that Biggie was born in the same hospital. Wow. Yeah, the hospitals closed down, but uh, yeah, we were, you know. My mom was uh, first generation Puerto Rican. I'm first generation Puerto Rican Italian, but my mom's from Puerto Rico. My father's from uh, Naples, and both of them coming to America. They were both in, wow. New, in in Brooklyn. So your pops was born in Naples. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. He moved. He either. moved. He. My dad moved to New York in 1960 when he was 29 years old. That's incredible. 29 years old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And my mom moved from Puerto Rico to Brooklyn when she was 15. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all my other aunts and uncles were probably older or younger, and my grandmother just moved the whole family here after my grandfather died. I was, this is pre-me, you know? Yeah. But, um... But then raised in Queens? Yeah. Yeah, because the part of Queens I'm from, you know, Jamaica, Ozone Park... Ozone Park. It's, it's, yeah, it's like... Ozone Park, Howard Beach, Jamaica. It's right next to East New York, Brooklyn. Like you okay. can walk, you can literally walk from Howard Beach, Lindenwood, right into the Pink House projects. Okay, it's and that's the most dangerous projects in the world. Okay, I mean, at one time East New York was the the yeah, worst, right. worst, worst neighborhood. Oh, yeah. ever. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Chicago can you know <laughs> yeah you know crush everybody now, but uh, you know at one time <laughs> you know, but that's um. That's how why we went from yeah. that part of Brooklyn when I was maybe three or four to you know this part of Queens. Yeah, I never yeah. even knew what Howard Beach was until the Biohazard song. Howard, Howard Beach. Beach. Oh man, Howard you don't remember Beach. that stuff that went know. down yeah. at Howard Beach? Yeah, it was brutal. What it years? Was brutal. What years? That was in the eighties. It was crazy shit. You don't remember up. that? No, yeah. I don't. Chased oh, a guy man. into the Bell Park where it was. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. So that's what yeah. that Biohazard song's about. You think? Back then, probably. I think it had a lot to do with that song because okay. they they they're from 
Brooklyn, but they're off of the Bell Parkway. So the Bell Parkway runs right into Howard Beach. Okay. And 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 Ozone Park. Okay. That's how we our neighborhoods are connected because that's like the 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 beginning of Brooklyn is East New York. Yeah. And then the Bell Parkway straight into like you know Bensonhurst. Yeah. You know Coney Island and you know uh, you know Park Slope, all that Park ride Slope, on yeah. that on that side of of the Bell Parkway. Yeah. And that's why I think Biohazard was Canarsie, so. Some of them, I know that Evans from Canarsie and Billy. Yeah. I'm not sure if all of them are from Canarsie. Is it where Jay Z's from Canarsie? No, Marcy Project. Marcy, Marcy, my Marcy. bad. Yeah, but he always talks about Canarsie right. for sure. Yeah. Um. So you have siblings? Yes. Um. On my Puerto Rican side, I got one. My sister Pito, and she's 57. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then on my father's side, my Italian side, I have um my my sister Joanne who's fifty seven, and my 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 brother Angelo who's sixty two. Wow. Get older. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And so, how was growing up for you out there? How was how was young, I was by myself, Lorenzo. Oh. Because I'm the only child with my mom and dad, so I'm kind of like the bastard. I'm John Snow. Okay. Mm, I see. I see. <laughs> wow. I like that reference. <laughs> I'm the bastard. So, what, what were you like in school? Do you like? Uh, do you like going to school? No. Play sports and shit or no? I played handball. That's, um, a, that's some New York love, street shit. Yeah, yeah. I love handball. Um, I would love to play um, street football. Um, you know, uh, asses up was a was a was a game you play in what the schoolyard, like. Um, you throw the ball against the wall, and the school has. I mean, asses up. How the fuck do you, man? I, I haven't I heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, asses up. Yep. That's some New York shit. Yeah, because you would have to. You, you, if you didn't, if you if you lost the score, you would have to go to the to the to the front of the wall and get a, and get the, the the ball thrown at you at your ass at your ass. Gotcha. So that's okay, why okay, asses okay. up. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm remembering title. now. I'm like like this is forty years ago. Thing. Crazy, like, wow. whatever it is, maybe thirty-eight years ago. I, mean, I was a kid, you know, because there, there was like these like um, pieces of uh, like the the way the, the 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 architecture was on the the buildings, like on like a four foot level. There was like this hump that you could throw a ball and it would bounce the ball. So you were like, it was kind of like a handball, you know. It was just like it was just like whatever you know. People would make these games up right. in the schoolyard, you know. Yeah. So I played that, and, and 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 you know, of course, I played kickball. Kickball, kickball God, was awesome. Jesus, so awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kickball was so fun. Oof. I don't know why that's not even a bigger sport. I know, yeah. right? I mean, it was massive yeah. as a kid growing up. I just remember, like, oh man, it's kickball time. Yeah, picking teams and <sighs> the throwing crazy. the ball, excitement, roll it like a bowling ball. It was cool. And then high school was in Manhattan, right? Yeah, well, high school was. It's interesting because I'm I'm really like an eighth grade dropout because I didn't. Wow. I didn't go to uh, like the high school that I I attended to was Richmond Hill, in, in near Jamaica, which I went to for like nine days and out of <laughs> wow. the year or whatever it was six months and they and they called my mom and they're like your son's such a degenerate you know what i'm saying he's like he's not even going to school and terminology i love that word though but the, the word is just brilliant right yeah. um so they my mom 
she took me to Franklin K. Lane. And what's funny is that Franklin K. Lane is the high school that the new Spider-Man movie is in, that they're sitting on the roof. Wow. And that's their high school. That's that's that the, where the elevated train and all that. That's my old... I went there for like two days and it just didn't work out because they were like, he's such a truant in one school. What's it, Why is he going to change in here and he's not even in this jurisdiction? Because okay. that's East New York. Okay. Like that's the beginning of East New York. So then my boy Clyde was like, bro, I was in lane and it ain't working out. Come to the sewer high. And that's when I went to school with Freddie Madball. Crazy. And I met, um, who else was in that class? Todd from Warzone. Wow. Um, Todd the Kid. Todd the Kid. That yeah. was my man. Todd, man. I haven't fucking seen Todd in yeah. 25, 30 years, bro. It's been I think he's in Arizona now, actually. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Shout out to Todd. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Shout out to Todd. I got some crazy memories of just us in these classes with Deidre. Deidre was a skinhead chick. Uh, her name was Deidre, I believe. Deidre. Yeah, yeah. She was a skinhead chick that he used to date. Um, we were. She was like the first one that I ever seen that was just like with the with the fringe. like with with the fringe hair yeah. and, the, and, the, and the the flight jacket. Right. And we were like 13, 14. and then Freddie. We were all in repertory company, which was this, which was um, you know a six hundred school, which was at Sua High. It was another district. It was another, I guess, um, division where okay. kids could call their 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 teacher by the first name. Wow. Um, you know, um, you know, it was it, it was more personable. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we were kind of yeah. like in our headphones in class. Right. I think our. People were smoking cigarettes. I don't remember. I mean, this is like <laughs> ninety-one, maybe. Wow. Yeah. And so, what kind? What kind of music were you into at that time? Were you playing music or any bands in high school? Were you into any? Well, I was play. I was just learning how to play guitar. My friend Pete Ross. He was in a band called Eminon, and the Eminon was was a hardcore band that 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 had a moment. Jay was the singer. Um, I don't know. If now Warren wasn't in Eminon. That was twenty-five and. But they, I remember seeing Eminem, Out of Line, 25 to Life, and Close Call, my, you know, Puerto Rican yeah. Mike's band. That Puerto was my Rican first Mike. show. That was my first show, but that was my first show. But before that, I was listening to like, you know, of course, all hip hop. Yeah. Everything, you know, from from Big Daddy Kane to Onyx to, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. LL. Run DMC, you know, yeah. Brand Newbie and, you know, Fushnickens, all that, you know, oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything that awesome. was was from our neighborhood, you know, and, 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 and within, you know, obviously when Fat Joe started coming out, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he, he all that was KRS-One, everything, you know. I, that was the, the time, the, we, such we, a great yeah. time in New York, man, with that. That was the time, you yeah. know. And that was like right when Wu-Tang was just annihilating yeah. everything. Um, but then I was also into metal, you know, I was also into Maiden, Metallica, Anthrax. Was, those were my favorite Slayer. Those yeah. were my top four when I was 12, 13. Damn. And then I got introduced to, by Pete Ross, um, like Life Agony yeah. and, uh, and Sick of It All and Biohazard. Because I seen the Biohazard video, the Punishment one on Headbangers oh, yeah. Ball. And I was like, yo. <laughs> what the, this speaks to me I look like That's what I want right. to look like right. This is what I, This is how I walk in the street I want to play music That makes me bounce like that You know that's what I mean cool. that's, right. that's how And then that's Kind of when I started to um, You know Listen to that style But really started to learn About hardcore And then my My, my singer Sal He We I just had Started meeting him In the same 
time, like 92. And he was teaching me about, you know, like Cro-Mags and stuff like yeah. that. But it, it was still fresh to me. But um, another pivotal moment was when I was in school with Freddie and he, you know, he's asking me what I'm listening to. Very similar to this conversation right now. We're yeah. very across each other with headphones on asking me what I'm listening to. I said, Bob has a sick of it all. And he goes, listen to this. And he puts off his headphones to me. And this is a hundred million percent accurate facts. And said, this is my band. And this is my song, Colossal Man with Skin. I'll wow. never forget that. So sick. Yeah, I never forget. This is this is like ninety one. Wow. Right or ninety two maybe. And class. you loved it. When you heard it. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was like cause, because it, I was so enamored with hardcore. You know what I mean? Because it spoke to me more than metal. It spoke to me right. lyrically. Yeah. Right. The the look it was more me because I'm a hip. I'm, I was like I like to dress hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like I was a street kid. I wasn't. I was wearing Tim's and army jackets. You know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't wearing you know uh, Iron Maiden shirt and tight jeans with 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 with, with big. I mean I wear that now. <laughs> it's just a different culture. But you didn't I, have I rock and wear chains. Huh? I no. I didn't have. <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't go, I I went through a Guido phase for okay. like a second. Okay. I had okay. decks. I had the white decks. Sick. I had. I had the the the, the Cavariccis. I ha- I went through I went I, I, I went through the phase for like sixteen days, okay. right? <laughs> More like six months. But you know, bad boy what was it Bugle Boy. What was it yeah, Bugle Boy? Bugle boy. <laughs> yeah, that was so, the shit, right? Bugle was, Boy. Yeah. So huge. that that to me was, um, you know, it spoke to me because I I went especially when I went to see. Those bands, yeah. At Bond I was gonna Street. say, like, what was your first show? Bond Street, Bond Street Cafe, Bond yeah. Street Cafe. Wow, close call, without a cause, out of line, and Eminon. Damn. And Bond close Street calls, Cafe. Puerto Jeez. Rican Mike. Yeah. And me. without a cause, turned to be Fahrenheit four fifty one. Yeah. Without a cause, turned into District Nine. <clears throat> and Puerto Rican Mike was singing on stage, and I'm like, he's. And he say, I, I was like, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm like, I, I, he speaks to me. I understand. Like, he yeah. looks like this is what I look like, you know. No. So it it became way more familiar, you know. Like I, I just then then I you know I couldn't help but love hardcore and then get into all the other bands, you know, yeah. moving forward. But I I, I went backwards with Crow Mags. I I started with I bought Alpha Omega was my first record because I didn't know. And, yeah. and and that that Brooklyn uh, store I forgot the name of it. There was a it was on Avenue U. My mom used to take me to the dentist there because I had braces, and it was on um, Avenue U. It was, a, it was like a famous, you know, hardcore store, you know, record store, whatever, yeah. metal and hardcore, whatever, and, and underground hip hop, whatever it was. And I saw Chromags, Alpha Omega, and I remember buying that, and the riffs were like so metal, and I was like, "This is," but it's got a groove, and I was like, "This yeah. is hard." It was right, you know, like Chaos AD, that level, yeah, you know, that time. Biohazard, Chaos AD. You know, for Urban Discipline, Chaos AD, that record was, you know, then Marauder started circling right. around. You know, I had that tape, that Marauder demo was like 93. That shit was hard. Yeah. It's the right, best yeah. shit ever. I mean, those yeah. those those records are just like, to me, was just like groundbreaking. Like, because it, yeah. it, it, it was so New York. Yeah. It was so New York. You know, and I know that, I mean, I've heard it from Sepultura guys, you know, saying that they got a lot of that flavor after a rise yeah. from Biohazard. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they were being on tour with them. They, mm-hmm. they sure. like with, when, when they wrote Chaos AD, it had that mm-hmm. hardcore influence. Absolutely. I mean, that, 
was the most, I mean, it was super appealing to me, KSCD, because of that. Yes. I mean, I got into the band on the rise, and there was a friend of mine from New York, too, that was just like, yo, you should check this tape out. And I was like, all right. But when they came out with KSCD, I was like, damn. Yeah. They really went on the hardcore yes. tip. What yeah. I like about this is that, like, obviously, you liked Maiden and Metallica and all those bands who you might never get to meet or even say hi to, but then you connected with the hardcore bands or actually local bands. Yeah, Some local. of them were Puerto Ricans. They all came from the neighborhoods that you, you fucked with, and they're playing this aggressive music that you can relate to, and they look like you. I think that's a lot. That's a big. That's a big. That's appealing thing to a lot of kids, especially oh, yeah, with hardcore. Connection, yeah. Because you can actually you go feel see, like you belong. Yeah, you, you know, can see the band and go talk to the singer after the merch booth. It's is, not like he's like in the arena. You're never going right. to meet the guy. Yeah. But these guys are like they're just like him. You yeah. know what I mean? And you go like, I want to do that too. And these guys look like me. It's cool, man. That was what we. Gra- I think that's what. Yeah. Anyone who loves hardcore. Yeah. And was successful at it and stayed true to the game, you know. And I don't mean it like, because isn't that like a twenty-five to life song, true to the game or something like? I, but I mean, I, maybe I let, let me rephrase that. But the people that were just true to what we live by and you know our look and style and how we conducted totally. ourselves, you know, the ones who stayed around and always are the same people, whether they just became better people and but are still the same and just grew into what we knew they had in, in them. Yeah. And maybe I'm speaking about myself, but I know that goes with a lot of other people mm-hmm. in our circle. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but I think that, um, you know, having that instant, you know, gratification of meeting someone that you, you admire and you're, you're seeing them, they're just like you selling a t-shirt or, yeah. or just wanting to be at the merch booth to connect with their fans. And, you know, until they get big enough and they're like, all right, I got to be a rock star and I got to stay backstage. I got to have this mystique. <laughs> and I get that too. You got to have, uh-huh. you know, like when you are on a bigger level, you have to have a mystique and that, that that's understandable. But that to me was always, it's funny because Paul Bear, I remember Paul Bear saying, breaking uh, Rick from 25 to Life's balls saying, you got a fucking taco stand. What the fuck are you doing bringing all these fucking tacos to the fucking, to the fucking all the show? Merch. All the merch all the mer- and CDs. All the fucking seven inches. <laughs> flea market. He, yeah. <laughs> the flea market. He's like, I remember, I, I think it was Thompson Square Park or Coney Island High. I forgot where Shia Tara was playing. And I don't know. I'm just like I'm. I'm like loving shit all over again. Like I just yeah. started to listen to them again, and I'm just like, how angry and pissed off these guys were. Yeah. Is just sometimes how I feel driving in my car by myself, and I don't want to. And I can yeah. just yell at everybody at myself and yell and vent and scream and yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to do, and get it out of my it's system. Release, yeah, it's a great release. Like, but. To me, that's what I think was um, always the best part of our, our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did what did you want to do when you got out of high school? I mean, did you graduate? No. No, I never graduated. I, and and uh, we, we've always, uh, me and my friend Rob Weiss, who's, uh, you know, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty big uh, TV executive and writer. Mm-hmm. You know, he did Entourage and, you know, Ballers, very dear friend. One of my, one of my brothers, he would always break balls and say, why don't we do your 45th birthday and your graduation for your GED <laughs> together? A party. Like I just got my graduate. I just, so we, we always, we always make fun of that. So, I mean, I'm not 45 yet. I got, you know, a couple of months until that happens. So maybe that's something in the pipeline, but I, 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 I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to right. be in a band. I didn't know 
what I wanted. I knew that I, I like playing guitar and I could write music. And I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to do with fucking, you know, Bobby Hamble's doing what Billy's doing with fucking right. yeah. Andreas is doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do that. I want to play guitar and fucking, you know, rock out. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. You weren't in a band at that point? Um, I joined a band called Corruption in 93. First and band. My first okay. band, and that was Sal, who's, you know, so, yeah. the, the, yeah. so Sal's from Swan Enemy too. So Sal had a band called Corruption. I tried out for it. My friend Mike Palmer, he introduced me to Sal. I tried out, I got in, and then we played a few shows. I, I, I was completely had no idea about tuning my guitar. I knew nothing. <laughs> I knew nothing about getting a tuner for your guitar. Yeah, yeah. Knew nothing. I was completely oblivious. And then. Fast forward to years later, we 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 changed our name to Mindset, and then Jamie Josta found us. Wow! And then we had to sign. We 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 were putting out our first EP with him as Mindset. In two, well, actually, let me back up. Rick to Life put out our first seven inch. Okay. As Mindset, so gotcha. we have some stuff. We have a demo that we put out ourselves, and we have a, a, a seven inch that 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 Rick put out on Back to Basics. Back to Basics. Okay. Yep. So we had a seven inch called that was mindset. It was like a three song seven inch that he probably still sells, um, and which is fine. I I, I don't care. <laughs> but um, um, from there, Jamie was like, "Dude, we're gonna put out this record. We 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 self financed our own recording, and we had this 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 six song EP that everyone was like, it was like the hot shit. It was like yeah. it was kind of a new style." In theory, it was a mix of all the flavors of us, but kind of more yeah. aggressive, I guess. I don't know, but it was maybe it, it, it was something new that that Jamie jumped on at it. that and time. He was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, "We can put this out," and this was like ninety nine, two thousand. He was like, "We can put this out, but you got to change your name because there's another punk band in 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 Philly called Mindset mm-hmm. and blah blah blah." So we were like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck, oh, man? We love that name, Mindset. Yeah, Mindset, bro." And he's like, and "We're like, it's fucking such a bad name." And we were so in love with it for some stupid reason, right? And Jamie says, "Bro." Sworn enemy, and oh. we were like, "It's an awful name. What's wrong with this guy? What's what? You crazy?" I remember Sal was he hated it, and I was like, "I don't know," because he's like, "Well, I got it from this movie, Sworn Enemies." Actually, I, I wrote a movie called Sworn Enemy. We're, we're <laughs> back, you know. We're, that's a whole other animal, but um, it was it was kind of wild. Like, what's going on with that? I was like, "Yo, this is this is this is new." And yeah. he was like, "Dude, here's the logo. Here, here's wow, some wow. shirts." And he just kind of made it like, "Like, you guys are doing it? Damn. Let's just go." Okay. Joss is no so joke, man. Yeah. yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm on Tattoo the Earth, handing out because Igor was wearing a fucking Swan yeah, Enemy shirt, yeah, playing yeah. on. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I was handing out fucking Swan Enemy yeah. shirts and demos, and I was like on there right. teching for Boulder. God rest his soul. Boulder. Oh, yeah. Wow. Boulder. Yeah. Um, another brother who passed. Yeah. Um, so you're rodeoing for a hate breed. Yeah, yeah, it was wow. guitar teching, and for two months, man, it was it was a long grueling. And promoting tour. Swan Enemy, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I was just getting to learn the business. Yeah, oh, the this road, was yeah. 2000. 2000. We've never. Jamie's played. a good mentor for that too. Oh yeah, though. he's smart. a hustler. He's smart, man. He was yeah. hustling. Yeah. 
Wow. And that's how I met Derek. I know right. Derek 22 years. We're yeah. Go back yeah. a long time, man. So did, when you were on that Hapy tour as a roadie, you had no music yet for One Enemy? or was it? We had the demo. Okay. That was, so okay. we had those. So Jamie was selling those at, the, at his taco cool. stand. He had a taco stand too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he had a taco stand. I remember we would have to set it up every day. Yeah. You know? And uh, <laughs> it's funny that. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Barra, shout out to Paul Barra. Where's, where's, where's Paul? Where's Paul Barra? He, 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 the tacos there. I never forget that. This has got to be '94. <laughs> so perfect. Uh, and um, <laughs> so Jamie's selling your demos at the taco stand. He's telling yeah. the tattoo the stand, I mean, it was no joke. The stand, like he really yeah. took that he very serious. Yeah. He killed a merch. Yeah. Crush it. That's Crush how it. we lived because yeah. on tattoo right. the earth, Hapri was getting paid a hundred bucks. Damn. Yeah. I remember. It was Fuck. nothing. Wow. And we were in a bus and fully crewed up. And I remember one day, and I don't I mean, I don't think Jamie cares. I mean, this is 22 years ago. I remember one day, it was in Detroit, two nights in a row, I believe, and it was pouring rain, and Hey Breed had rain jackets. They crushed <laughs> like 20 <laughs> Gs in wow. rain jackets or something crazy like That's that. Awesome. Like, you know, it was just like, you seen it everywhere yeah, with rain yeah. jackets, you know? It's a cool logo, Smart. a cool yeah. concept, and he really pushed it, you know? Yeah. From the beginning, it's been like that yeah, too, man. From the big, from the very beginning. And we used to yeah. book our shows in Connecticut, Josta Productions in Connecticut Skate Park. Yeah. So I always play shows out there, yeah, yeah. man. Josta 13 or something like Jasta that. Josta 13, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, so then you get back from that, and then what? What happens with. The next thing is your album, right? Is this one enemy album, the first record? Well, yeah. yeah so we, so then Jamie Where'd you record it also? Um, oh, yeah. oh, with Zeus. So oh, Zeus, yeah, Zeus. Is Zeus, that Rhode Island? Zeus is in, in, in uh, Mass. Okay, Mass. Okay, and yeah. Springfield, I believe. Okay. And Zeus is, I love Zeus. Um, but he's done, you know, a lot of the Madball stuff. He's done a lot of the Hatebreed stuff, past, you know, post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our stuff. And then he did a lot of uh, Shadows Fall. And Terror, I believe he's done mm -hmm. a few records. I'm not sure of all his current stuff, and I kind of fell out of the loop, especially when I stopped having. I had a recording studio for a while, but um, he, um, we, we went from that tour to now. I was like, "Yo, Jamie, we got to go on the road." But I was like, "Man, this is." He had the bug. You wanted to do it, yeah. So right. he got us a DRI tour. Sick. Oh, nice. With, so who's in the lineup? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. This time was was it was crazy because. Wow, yeah, this was this was the, so the lineup was okay. our lineup that we had, and then everyone had a meltdown right when I'm like, there's so much momentum, and we're like, yo, I just came back from tour, yo, we got shirts, Igor's wearing our shirt, this guy's wearing our shirt, yo, what the fuck, I'm talking to everybody, you know, kind of hyping my shit up, yeah, right. 22 years old, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> Everybody's like, well, I gotta go to work, man, and you know, I'm gonna get my job, so like half the bank quit. Oh man. damn. Half the band quit. And me and Sal were like, what the fuck? So it was just me and Sal. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Me and Sal. Raph left. Um, Paul left. Our first Paul. He left. And 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 we had no. So Mike Cools from Cold as Life was like, yo, uh, we're breaking up Cold as Life or something. And he was like, yeah. We're looking for a band. So we merged the bands together. <laughs> That's cool. And yeah. we had Detroit and New York shirts, like with the New York That's logo sick. and the Detroit logo. I mean, I wish I had stuff. I wish I would have oh, saved man. some of that That's stuff because it kind of would be iconic at this point. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and 
we 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 did a few tours with DRI and on Earth and Poison a Well, and then we started to grow, and then and then and then Jamie got assigned to Electra. Okay, with wow, Steve wow. Ross and then Damn. Steve Richards. So we 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 got a we got an Electra second deal album for the sec for okay. the for actually. So so we did an you EP. Found Hope is the second one. The the second record is as real as it gets. As real as it gets. Okay, okay. The first record was called Negative Outlook. That was yeah. a, an EP. So okay. that was a six song EP. Then 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 um um as real as it gets came after. Integrity um, defined strength. That was a, a live at CBGB's. Oh, that's sick. that was live okay. at CBGB's and like three demo songs that okay. we that, that 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 are not on the new record. So that's Got like you. three extra songs. Um, and that was yeah, we recorded that at Zeus's as well as demos to try to sell the record. Mm -hmm. yeah. We wanted to sell. We needed demos. We, we were demoing, and Jamie fronted this, you know. And this was awesome, this was the, you know we had no money, man, because yeah. we were fucking piss poor. Jamie fucking looked out. I love Jamie. I mean, we know he knows how much I care. You know what I mean? He's, I, I express it all the time, still to this day. But he, 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 him and Zeus, and Zeus too. Shout out to Zeus because Zeus would be like, "Yo, I gotta fucking get money from Jamie, bro. I'm fucking fronting all this up. You guys are sitting here <laughs> recording and living. I mean, I remember hearing people vent about money all the time, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I need a beer." <laughs> like, you know, what I mean? like, where's my guitar? Who's got, yo, I need strings. You know, what I mean? like, I need a beer. You know. So, <laughs> I remember these things now because obviously I'm a I'm a businessman and I get it. You know, what yeah. I mean? I'm like, oh fuck, you know. But so as the, real as it gets is the first one that I made. So that was what that 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 was when we got our first offer, and that mm -hmm. was a, a a moment in time where we got an offer for 250 grand. Mm -hmm. That was the money back then. But but mm -hmm. but but, but, it, but it, it, it didn't go there. <laughs> oh, we got an offer for two hundred fifty grand, and we were like, "What? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? We're fucking rich! <laughs> like, what is happening? What is happening?" I was like, "Yo, I was already counting my fucking chickens before they hatch." Right. We all were like, "Yo, I'm quitting my job." <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It was like, "Oh my god, we got an offer." And it was, I don't even remember if it was email, just a phone call. I forgot what it was that we were like, well, this is what Electra is looking to do with no name. And then they went dark for like two fucking months. And we we're just like, what the fuck? And I Damn. hate, that's this business. That you know, when they go dark and you can't worst, get no dude. fucking right. clarity. And I'm just like, what the fuck? They turn around and they're like, we're going to give you 25 grand. 25 grand and you'll get on Ozfest and you'll have a this is your your marketing budget this is it. And, and we were like what else are we gonna fucking right, do right. ain't nobody else knocking on the door we got a major label about to put out our record yeah. you know one of the you know like newer bands to be signed to a major label you know totally. what I mean like we were like I, I mean there was only what like us H2O sick of it all Good point. Nobody else sold to a major. Yeah. Nobody, not even Biohazard was on a major. You at know what I mean? Point, at, the, at that point, yeah. at that yeah. point, right. at that point, um, at that point, was the 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 one who cracked the code of becoming like the first ideal commercialish yeah. hardcore band because totally. they were just like it was they were out of here. Yeah, they were out of here. They were accepted, and Slayer fans were going crazy for them. So that's when you went over Slayer, which fan is very hard to do. Very yeah. hard, right? That's what I'm told. I never played with them, but that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's brutal. It's, hard. Brutal. it's brutal. They can be brutal. <laughs> the fans can be brutal. They're just fucking angry. And um, So this comes out in 2003. Yeah. As real as it gets. Yeah. And so how's your reaction? Like, what is your reaction at that point? Like, 
maybe from the scene or from friends or from like because you guys are playing a bunch of shows. And then Sick. Did you did you catch shit back then for being on the major label? Was that the time no. people got bummed? I I think that we had some like backdoor hating friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. other band members because yeah. they were like, oh, Swan Enemies, whack. You know what is this shit? They're not real and they got a major label. I I felt that. Okay. Kind of could have been like to the more. Um, artsy bands or the more that the, yeah. the more intricate metal rock you know guys that are more doing more metal stuff and you know they probably thought they were better than us and and i was like you know i, I was like i'm just you know i'm just happy to be here yeah and um we 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 we, we had a fucking crazy reaction and we was we were on tour with and then we started to diversify and go on tours that were really outside the box i love that man i love so that who, like give Kitty. us an example Kitty. Oh, wow. Kitty. Nice. Kitty was on fire still. Yeah, they yeah. were huge in 2001. I watched that documentary. It was pretty cool. I have to check it out. Oh, I got to check it out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah they, they were sweetheart. Shout out yeah. to those girls. They were so great to us. I mean, I mean, we have memories for... I have right. my memory. I was at Dimebag's house because of them. You know what I mean? Like I, I can never forget that. Like the the amount of love they shared. Yeah. We, we toured with them and it was us, 18 Visions, and them. 18 Visions... Had a kind of a rough time with their crowd. They wanted more metal stuff. 18 Visions was kind of going into that vanity. They were like, you know, a bunch of Orange County hardcore kids that try to get into like more of, I, you know, they were try, they, they, they were softening up their style. So, you know, and, and, and they were playing music that was a, an acquired taste, especially for metal guys. They were like, right. what is this? Yeah. So we would go over well with the Kitty fans because they just wanted to hear like, yeah. You know, they wanted to hear. So we we had a hundred thousand samplers that fucking Electra made. And that was another good thing that it's we great. had three songs on a hundred thousand samplers. We were fucking pumping them out to everybody. Mm-hmm. After two tours, everybody knew the lyrics for those songs. So it was Amazing, starting to, it was starting to really grow. And then we had a really good first week of the of the record coming yeah. out. And then we ended up, you know, selling thirty, forty thousand for a hardcore it's band. Great. It's huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh wow, yeah. we 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 did that. And we weren't like Apri level, but shit, we were we, yeah. were we were we were out there grinding, and we were getting a lot of love. Yeah, I mean samplers, all that shit really helped, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Epitaph did that. Those like summer, like, even the Epitaph Summer National was like a Warp Tour compilation CD. That shit really went far. The mm-hmm. kids really found out about your band from the samplers. Yeah. No doubt. And what you're saying about the first week, maybe like sound scan oh, yeah. and all that stress about yeah, first week. And then like when you're on tour, you, you add up all your CDs, you turn it into the labels, so you can make the sound scan for the next, all that stressful fucking shit, man. Yeah. The sound scan was like so important that first yeah. week. And is it going to be half next week? Is it going to die out? You know, mm-hmm. remember that shit? It was always stressful. It was extra stress for no reason. That kind of took away from something for me that got caught up on that shit, you know, like taking yeah. away from the fun of being a band. definitely like, like all the business. Trying to keep myself aloof to it, like really yeah. stay away away from that shit that was like such a big thing yeah so then you guys headlining tours and shit like that you guys take off yeah we started then then um we were positioned well no because when we were doing the samplers is when we did we did um we did the kitty tour then the next was a we had a good rollout man we had a really yeah we we had we had a really good rollout because then it was so fly 45 days with SoFly. Wow. All of Canada, all of the U.S. That's when they were on top of the game. It was like 2,000 kids, 1,500 kids, 1,000 yeah. nights. You know, B.B. King's two nights in a row. This place B. B. two B.B. King's nights. used to be shows you know, out there. That's right. A couple of spots, two nights in a row. Calgary, 13, 18, 15, 16, 1,700. You know what I mean? It wow. was like, it was, it was a good... 
it was a great tour because again, it was us, E Town Concrete, wow. and 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 Soulfly, and we would we would have the metal sounding songs that those kids that wanted to hear or they that, that, that had to sit through you that didn't yeah. know you they would actually enjoy you yeah. because yeah. you you know you had something that so we were able to you know utilize those samples we had thousands i think it was our our boxes were like 250 each box and we would have boxes and boxes of samples and we were just chucking them out in the state you know out in the crowd giving them out at the merch booth and it was just Sick. building momentum and then we ended up on Ozfest and then that That's was a big, big deal, man. Yeah, that was big. What year was that? Ozfest, two thousand three. Who was on that one? You remember? I'm sure you do. Yeah, Corn, Disturbed, Marilyn Manson, Ozzy, um, Chevelle, Chevelle, Cradle of Filth, Kill yeah. Switch Engage, um, yeah. Us, Shadows Fall, Chimera. Wow. Um, Damn. Represent. Because that's uh, a couple just, stages too. Like it's just two survive. stages. Yeah, okay. just two stages. That's great. Um, yeah, that's you don't play you against need, each other really. It's like one after the other, right? Yeah, kind of. yeah. <laughs> you don't cross play over each other. No, no, okay, no, good, no, good. no. Warped no. Tours but like there, that. Were no. there a lot of uh, rules on the huge Ozfest? rules? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was what? always in detention. Yeah, there's a like, you got to tell the people about. I was always I always in, heard about all these rules because I I, never I was in Sharon's Fest. office a few times. Really? Because I was a bad boy. What? <laughs> just for wilding uh, out? Just for like wilding. God, <laughs> I swear, Ozfest was the best time in my life. Okay, I still cannot find, like, even with all this awesomeness, all this awesome stuff that's happening, and, and being sober, and like all the beautiful things that I like, the beautiful people in my life, Ozfest, another world of okay. just every day was a full on amazing rager. <laughs> Full on every night was just even if the off days was cradle kill switch shadows fall sworn enemy those were our off days damn and then the on days if we were two nights in a row in like seven cities wow. Detroit yeah. Chicago New York Boston Sick. like uh, I believe San Bernardino I'm not about a thousand percent of it but it was two that nights in a row yeah two nights in a row in all these cities and you were just part I mean it, it was ah. Man, I could I could remember at least half of the entire tour, and I was hammered. I was hammered, but yeah. it was a great time. I mean, there was no real nothing bad, but you know, this that that could be a whole episode of how many stories I have with just you know just crazy fun or craziness that would put me in the detention. I mean, we can talk about. I it. mean, I probably, you're probably not the only person that got put in detention. Oh no, I've <laughs> Val Val. This is a great story, Tell Val. Me. Who was a Pantera security guard? You know Val, right? Okay. He was a Pantera security guard, but he was doing Jason Newstead's. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. And I took Jason oh. Newstead's golf cart and I crashed it into like a fence like three times, hammered. <laughs> and he, he had to carry me out of the fucking, out of the fucking. I swear to God, this is what they told me. He goes, he carried me out of the, the golf cart to bring me into the bus. And he goes, what are you, fucking Bobby Hamble? Oh, I love Bobby Hamble. You remind me of Bobby Hamble. What's wrong with you? And I was like, ah. I was like, ah. I was fucking raging. Beers falling out of my pocket. Holy shit. Yes. Were you going yeah. to other people's dressing yes. rooms? You were wilding out like that too? No, or no? no, I wouldn't disrespect any of the yeah. bands. I mean, I had a little thing with Jason Newstead. Me, him and I had a little bit of a, a friction, but that was. Oh, shit. Yeah. That was um, 
That was friction. Oh, but I mean, you know. That was about I'm, it, though, <laughs> on that. Huh? You were just partying. You was partying every night, drinking, whatever. Partying yeah. every fucking. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. This, what was your party of choice? Is alcohol? This beer. Yeah. I drank beer. And we had free Jaeger. Jaeger and beer was dangerous. That's a horrible combination. Yeah, okay. horrible. <laughs> and in 97 degree yeah. heat in San Antonio, Jeez. Texas, yeah. at a Jaeger tent with all these girls in Jaeger yeah, shorts. Jaeger you're just like, what are you doing here? Always just comes to... I mean, it's such a horrible idea to combine that in the whole metal world and scene. And I remember, like, many occasions, like, oh, no. Yes. Jaeger is set up here, and it's yes. disastrous. Disaster. Jaeger's gnarly? It's like a gnarly? It's gnarly. Okay, it just okay. makes people crazy. Crazy. And it's also, people start Three. drinking it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So you would have bands like us, like, we, like us, Shadows Fall, Chimera. Like, there was, like, at least seven bands that were all that became brothers on That's that cool. tour, but all were all raging alcoholics. Okay. <laughs> so, Danny from Cradle of Filth, oh, Danny, geez. I had a fist fight with him. Wow. In wow. broad daylight. Bittner has it on film. I'm fucking, we're cracking each other. I throw a fence on him. His, his, he had like a, a, a crazy, a, 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 Martin. I love Martin. Was his uh, was his tour manager, big fucking dude, man, big British guy. Grabbed me off of him, and 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 it was all because of him. He was nuts, and he was hammered. And then I he, love Danny. Oh, shout Danny! Danny. The, I shout out He's to Danny. He was the best because we so, became sober now. We became yeah, I don't know. I don't we know. became we became brothers after that. Okay. We had a fist fight, two o'clock in the afternoon, or maybe earlier. <laughs> he destroys the back of his own bus. Cause he's so mad that he, cause he started, he was hammered, he was wow. fucking just. He has like this. Wow. He had this Napoleon syndrome. He just started I was fucking say, going. Like wow, he's got that power. He that went side. crazy on me, and we went and we went at it. You know, I'm just wow. hitting this guy. You know, I mean, it was like fucking broad daylight. It's all on video. Holy shit! And I remember fucking like, like. I didn't get in any trouble for that, but I remember, like, you know, it was just the talk of the every day. It was something like that, dude. This was, that's what I'm so you saying. You guys had a reputation as one enemy on that tour? Oh, it was horrible. They had a reputation. I can attest <laughs> like to that. New York fucking oh, guys. Oh, God. Like, me and Paulie and Sal, the two, the three, and even Mike, you know so what I'm saying? So you guys like, all raged equally in your band, or you the main rager? I was, you me and Paulie, me and Paulie. Okay. You know, I was the, I was the, I, I was the most, out of all of us, I was the most knucklehead one. Like I was the one that always did stupid shit that always got us in trouble or you know, I'm not gonna sit here and not and not, you know, mm. I'm not sugarcoating anything. I was the I was the the bad drunk, put it like that. You, I was the best until I was the worst. Would you guys be sober on stage? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I because remember drinking a fucking beer at nine thirty in the okay. morning and being on stage because like the Ozfest, like I like I said, Ozfest was I can. I'll never have a life. You like only that had to again. play for what thirty minutes. 30 Twenty minutes. minutes. Oh, on a rotation, gosh, and you and and it's you so would, and it was like a conveyor belt all day, right? right? Like every 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 day, the rotation would go up. So if you're at you're on ten o'clock, the next day you're on at ten twenty. Next day you're on at ten forty. Next day you're on, uh, you know, a, 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 a eleven o'clock. Then eleven twenty until you hit the two o'clock tier, and that's when Cradle and Voivod or Cradle of Filth headline Voivod was the was the co-headliner of that stage. And us, Kill Switch, and Shadows Fall, we would all rotate. So every sick. band would have to be humbled and play in the right. morning when nobody's there and the fucking heat is disgusting. Yeah. It's gross. So there was a couple of times that you know we were all Pain still hung over yeah. and go on stage it's and have to go play. Feeling. It's the worst feeling in the yeah. world. 
And your friends are watching you. Maybe there's no people. This, I've done that before. Yeah. Warped Tour, man. Brutal. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. But there, there was, um, you know, I, 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 oh, God. I mean, yes. So <laughs> the amount, I mean, listen, man, we, if they, I can't tell you what happened. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just, it was just chaos. And were you like that off tour or just partied more on tour? I was a fucking knucklehead off tour too, man. Okay. Yeah, man. As soon as I got home, man, my, you know, my ex-wife, you know, I would like, I, you know, I'd come home and she'd be like, oh, you know, I, like, wait a second. Like, you were married when you were on the Ospes tour? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we were together, but we got married okay. after. Okay. Um, but I was with her from 97 to 2008. Okay. But. But in that time, from ninety, uh, from like during Ozfest or when I would go on tour, I come home two days, I'd spend time with my girl, I'd be like, yeah, and then I go rage with my friends from the neighborhood. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I obviously like to drink at the time. Were you working a job at that point? Yeah, yeah, I would do like if I didn't come home with real money, I would come home and do construction. Okay. Yeah, because I had I had a lot of friends in the construction world, and they they gave me, and I was good at being a carpenter, so they would. You know, or, or taping, or painting. Good money, or, yeah, yeah, I was, it's good money I, I, too, right? I, I made a living, yeah, doing right. it. But the 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 craziness was, you know, just being on those tours and, you know, I mean, it's no responsibility. You have to play twenty minutes a day. The rest of the day, you're fucking hanging. You, it was you know a disaster. I mean? Disaster. <laughs> I'm talking disaster. Like, where is this guy? He's lost. We can't find them for a day, and then you, then he would be on another bus. End up like like how do you find your band members? Like it was nuts because people would just disappear and rage with other people. Derek seems to know these stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's legendary. Right, it. these stories, yeah. right? Yeah. He lived it. We you lived know? it. Yeah, he lived it. You lived it, I but mean, you didn't drink. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, we, I mean, we were told, you know, like again, Igor was repping your shirt. You were warned was, about sworn enemy. We were warned about them and Hapri. <laughs> so. It was like already I had a friend that already had been playing with Apri and he was just I'm not gonna say names, but he was just like, Yo, those those dudes are wild. You okay. know, he's like they're really, really wild. And I had heard all this reputation and Egan and I were really into like hardcore. Yeah. And so yeah. then we're like, Yo, we need to have a band like this open up, you know, it'd be great. So with Hatebreed, I mean, it was already at that time when they were having a horrible time with Victory Records. Oh, I remember that. Like a battle. And it was like you said, there was kinda like done yeah they're not gonna do another album they can't get off the contract yep. and we're like yo let's take them out you know and everyone's was like do great, not take that. them out man do not take them out like everyone's like first of all they're not gonna go to europe um if you wanted them to go to europe and it's just a horrible reputation but everyone was super respectful i gotta say the entire tour i never felt any of the shit that i was hearing from all these See different that, people yeah. like yeah. they were just like hey, hey can we come backstage and like Overly, I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "These guys are like the nicest." You know what's amazing yeah. about that? Most respectful. That you took them anyway, and all the people said, "Don't take yeah. them." That's fucking. Yeah. Oh no! Pops. But oh, then it was dude. like, "Swore That's enemy. fucking so dope, though, and dude. And then with you guys, the yeah. it was just like, "Don't take them." It's like it's like, like, <laughs> like it's, it's like it's like let me meet them and form my own opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that's what no. you guys did. You met them. And, you know that's fucking awesome, man. But wow, I was like, <laughs> okay, so so they were I, more I, calm on that tour. No, no. So I was like, we we already took Capri. They were chill. I mean, we can take a sworn enemy, of course. You know, like the reputation. I was like, <laughs> our drummer wait, 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 got so, the reputation live up to it. Yeah, our so drummer like, got locked up I was on like, that tour. All the what? stuff Fist came. Fights. Oh, everything came. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and oh, so, wait, so it wasn't. So no, no, no. It went completely off the rails. <laughs> Not as far as with us. Like it's complete. 
in total respect. respect. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. But with play like to rise any, every night. Any, oh, troops doing. Are like, I mean, we had a tour manager at the time that was from Queens. Oh, yeah. And so then he could kind of relate to like the shenanigans that yeah. were going Italian, on. Yeah. And he was just like, yo, <laughs> keep, please, just make it to the show. Let's, like, let's not have any more drama. But I mean, it was nonstop. Like, what's happening tonight? He might not show up. It might not show up. It's like, where, I could where's Paulie? I could walk us through it right now. Paulie, I'm locked so up. Locked God rest up. his soul. My brother died. Yeah, oh, he died four right, years man. ago. He's going to be on that portrait that when I was telling you. Yes. He's going to be one of the men on that portrait. Man, I'm going to get a big, big portrait on my leg of all my all my dead you know, loved ones. Um, he got locked up. He got locked up in, at a TA because okay. he stole like 30 DVDs because DVD. he was a king of stealing DVDs. <laughs> they locked him up for like, 10 days. We were on tour. 10 days? And then we had a New York show and I was like, we're like, where's Paulie? And he's like, oh, he's, he's, he's on the way. <laughs> What's, what state? What, what city was he locked up in? You in like Ohio uh, or yeah, some shit? Middle of nowhere. We had to have the drummer from Suicide Silence, the drummer That's from right. Diecast, and Corey from God Forbid fly in to play drums. Two songs from each. Each guy play two songs so we can get through the next ten days. Wow, dude! Yeah. It was brutal. And then, then Paulie took a Greyhound and met us wherever the fuck we were from the. It's like it's back. He's back. And nobody knew where he was. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was like, I think he was in jail. Like I kept saying, I was just like, everyone else was like, jail. I don't, I don't believe this. And I was like, no, he was. <laughs> we really knew you knew. We, though, yeah. we I, couldn't I, I play like, the rave. Oh. We were banned from the rave. Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Oh my god, really? They banned us from the rave because we did a headlining tour and we played there with Azalea Dying right when Azalea Dying was exploding. We were we were the headliners, and we had a riot during our set. Like I guess their fans, our fans, kind of went at it. Wow! And they said that we incited the riot, well, which we didn't. We asked okay. for a circle pit. So yeah, you know, it was they. What's up, baby? <laughs> they were they 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 kind of just I don't know what happened, but we can never reconcile. We can never fix it. Every agent that had talked to the promoters were like, "Nope, Swan Enemy will never play it." Nope, it was just like they hated us. Damn. And and then when we were on tour, we were we, we had to be in Milwaukee because we were sharing a bus with I think who was sharing a bus with Suicide Silence. Okay. And Sepultura was still playing and Suicide Silence was playing and and we were there. And I remember like I was sneaking inside, you know what I mean? I was drinking beers, watching the show, and I was like, fuck this place, man. They didn't want us to play here for the fuck. It was just like toxic. That's the place with the swimming pool in the basement, right? Yeah. Haunted yeah. place. Yeah, Across yeah, the street from Jeffrey the Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. We did tattoo the earth there. Yes. Wow. In the yes. big eagle ballroom. Yeah. Milwaukee Metal right. Fest. I was there in ninety one with Separator and Sick of It All. Ninety one uh what's it Milwaukee Metal Fest. Milwaukee with Metal DSI. Fest is a big Damn. Big Big back in so the he day. got banned what? from there. Fuck. Yeah, so. there was a terrifying show in Texas that we played, and that like under, I don't know if you remember it, but there was a guy that was just like walking on the buses, and he was just like, "I can smell um, marijuana." Oh, and right. he was just like a sheriff, oh, local yes. sheriff, like plain clothes, and he was just yes, like, I don't mind if you keep everything here, but once you get off the bus, that's my jurisdiction. And I might have to step in. That's scary. Wow. But terrible. you guys. Yeah. For, I remember. For, for us. And then he was just like, so we got some videotape footage. 
Oh no! What, Wally? <laughs> what? Oh no! <laughs> I mean, they were just. I mean, every every. From day. him robbing the DVDs. <laughs> no. 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 Where was that Lubbock? <laughs> I can't remember. <clears throat> Video the city. For what? I don't know. He's like, we have some of you boys wandering around the office back there, and we got. It was like we have it on videotape. I was like, what are you talking about? Wow, <laughs> Harvey Paulie, Paulie was like, a fucking. Oh, oh man, holy shit, really? It, it was an insane tour. I mean, we loved you guys. I mean, it was so much. <laughs> what year was that tour? Oh, would that be two thousand four or five? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Ish. So, that, so the beginning of the end is already out. That album. That we were touring, that was our, that was that okay. album cycle. Was it really the beginning of the end? Mm-hmm. It really was, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was. For wow. Paulie, he left. Right. Damn. Um, and that's when I started to really get over the band myself. Mm, really, getting burnt. Yeah, I was starting to get burnt. We were all getting burnt, you know, because it kind of. But, but we started to become. We, we started to do really good. We were getting burnt because of the U.S., but we were starting to do really good in Europe, Europe okay. yeah. and Japan and all these yeah. other countries. And we were like, fuck this. You know what I mean? I was like, that's where the money's at. You know right. what I mean? We yeah. Starting to crush and like, yo, we're coming home with real money. Like, what the, like, okay, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. I'll write another record. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Are you on a major label still for that record? Not for that was Century Media. Okay, that was actually Abacus in the states and Century Media for the world, and then we did a Century Media deal for the next record, Maniacal, in two thousand. Yeah, Maniacal, yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand seven. And yeah, was just yeah, that was definitely starting to. Mm. I was starting to get tired. Yeah, I wanted more. Right. I wanted. And what, was that the the last album? No, after that was Total World Domination, no, two thousand nine. Yeah, that's the last one I wrote on. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so two thousand nine, you wrote on that album. You did a tour mm-hmm. for that album, and then you're like, well, "What was the turning the point?" The breaking for you? point. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, this was a good one. Okay. <laughs> oh, the breaking point. We did. We did. Um, we had a, a European tour. I mean, a, a European tour. Us and Earth Crisis set up. Damn, that's a sick one. Yeah. In Europe, it was called Hell on Earth, and um, then we did. We had a U.S. Um, U.S. run on another tour called Trend Killer. Trend Killer. Okay. Yeah, and it was starting to be like whack. Like, we would, like, definitely whack in the States. It was just, like, the feeling sucked. It was, like, right. nobody cared. Like, it was a whole new generation of kids. Yeah. Right. And we were going through that cycle, which a lot of people go through. Oh, it's yeah, part, definitely. It's a it's a part of the, 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 the process until they reconnect and re- Especially with hardcore. Yeah, for sure. especially yeah. with hardcore. So we did that, and we did, actually, we did Earth Crisis and Terra before that. So that was awesome. That, right. And then we, then we did a headline after that. It was really poorly managed. Not that it was... It was just, it, it just the timing is everything. Yeah. You don't get rewarded for the right thing at the wrong time. You get rewarded for the right thing at the right time. You know, so we just weren't we weren't going. We were we were we, we weren't we we went off the deep end on that, and the drinking became heavier. Um, we had we 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 were tighter than ever. We were a better band than ever. Um, we had a really great drummer at the time. You know, we we, we had a really solid lineup. And I was telling Sal, like, if this lineup changes, I'm done. Right. Because I'm not going to go and teach a whole new drummer. Yeah. Play with them every day to fucking get them to, 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 to acclimate to our shit. And 
and understand our groove and our yeah. style and blah 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 and go through the emotions. It's too much. I'm 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 done. Yeah. I think we should just clip it. And uh we're on we're in like Arkansas or some shit and fucking we're in an R V park and we oh no. I yeah, we we're 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 somewhere in in the middle of nowhere in an R V park and we all you know, our driver slash tour manager at the time and sound guy, he was supposed to drive. He kind of like did all three of those, yeah. but he was supposed yeah. to drive, but we would split up the drives with him so it wouldn't beat him up too much. And <clears throat> we're sitting there and um and um we're um we got like a four hundred mile drive. For Damn. the next show, give me anxiety thinking and, about this. Oh, it's brutal, <laughs> and it's eight Jesus. o'clock in the morning. Okay, and everyone's so hungover from Jack and drinking in that same spot, so everybody's just a disaster, yeah. disaster mess. And I get up, I'm like, Kevin, you got to drive. He's like, Fuck you, man! I'm at food. I'm fucking hungover. I'm not going anywhere. So I was just like, I'm fucking done. Fuck every fucking body. And then the drummer was like, I quit. I quit. I fucking quit. And I was like, I'm done. I got in the fucking driver's seat and I was hungover and I was driving like a maniac. Now remember the RV shaking, everybody's yeah. rolling. Man. It was chaos. It was chaos. It was fucking toxic. It sucked, but I was like, I'm I'm done and I'm never looking back. The Earth Crisis Tour is my last one. Do not fucking ask me why. And if you guys continue to fucking ban and I told you not to, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Damn. And Sal went and continued the band. I, I don't, you know. And that was it. And that's it. But I, I your relationship with Sal was like kind of sad. No, we're good. Oh, okay, oh, cool. we're great. I mean, I talk. I, I was talking to Sal uh, a few weeks ago. We had a good conversation about trying to do a reunion. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, wow! Like a like a like a Israel's against twenty twenty three twenty year anniversary. But we don't have any band members. Right. It's just it yeah. just it, it's 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 it would be cool. And the idea came from my friend um, Jonathan, who was in Slapshot. He was the original okay. bass player from Slapshot. He's in my locker in, in, in Equinox. And he was just like, dude, he goes, he goes, do like what the Misfits did then. Or try to do it. Just do something. Just do mm-hmm. a reunion because, you know, you, you, you might really pop the band again. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. We talked about, we kicked around the ideas, but we don't have Paulie. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, you know, it's just too complicated. Like right. I told you, that it's too yeah. complicated. And it's like, you know, like the what is the original lineup? We really, it's just me and Sowers mm-hmm. and then Mike Raff. And he's been out of the band for 15 years. It's more. So that's where that kind of ended. And then I was just like, I'm done with Swan Enemy. Right. You yeah. Know? And music in general at that point, right? I did, I was I started a band with uh, the guitar player from All Shot Parish. It was like a deathcore shit, you know. What I mean, yeah. I was trying and I was trying to sing and I was doing that, and it wasn't. It, it didn't move. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. we, you know, it's it. We 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 made a fun record. It's um and at the end of the day, I I I was in Austria at the time, and I ended up st- starting a recording studio with my ex girlfriend. Nice. And then I, because I had to make a living and I yeah. was trying to figure out what to do next to stay in the music. Yeah. I think yeah. I, we came show. to a bunch yeah, of shows yeah. in Munich, that's you know, right. cause you guys yeah. would play the back. So you were living out there kind of? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and crazy. I got my Italian citizenship because my sick. father's from Italy. So I got like, I'm a citizen of, I got dual citizen. Yeah. So that's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so how do we go from that to moving to Los Angeles and becoming a wrestler? Well, that was, um, in, that time, this is 2011, 2012, I'm in Europe and I'm 
and I've been there for two, two and a half years. I've been with this girl, and we've been going back and forth. I've been staying in New York, and she come to New York for, for yeah. some time, and then I would go back there. We, we, it was a long-distance thing, but I would go out there for three to four months at a time and and then, and then tee up all the recordings for the bands, and then yeah, yeah. We would shut down the studio. We had cheap rent. It, was, it, it worked. It's nice. It, it worked out well. But um, um, from there, I got a call from um, Ash, who owns Sumerian Records, and he was like, "They were like, what are you doing?" Blah blah blah. I was just like, and he used to be our agent, you know, for at least six or seven years prior to this phone call. Yeah. And he's just like, "What do you got going on?" I was just like, "I'm fucking recording bands in Austria, man. I'm fucking walking out of a house and I look at cows. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not what I, my ideal life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really just can't. I, I couldn't be as blunt as you know. I don't want to yeah. sound like it was not good enough, but yeah. I love, I love that world too. Being in those, that's I love everybody in that city. All yeah. my old friends there. I love everybody there. So that world in that time period, I'll never forget what I learned yeah. from that part." of you know that sense of humanity and just a different place culture of, everything a yeah, different man. culture you know what part of austria city, was it ween south salzburg salzburg okay. yeah. yeah yeah it's great shows in austria man Good yeah, right, yeah. There. vienna would always yeah, be vienna, that's right yeah crack yeah. yeah so then then um um i said all right i'm gonna try it out and i came out here and i tried to try the wrestling school that um this is a wrestling school uh, yeah. What made you decide that? Were you always a big fan of wrestling? Like Yeah, no. So I I wasn't, you know, I wasn't um a part of the um wrestling world. My uncle from Puerto Rico was a big wrestler called Jose Estrada. Okay. And he wrestled with all the Rocks family, Hulk Hogan, you know, Sick. Rick Flair. He's friend, you know, like, you know, that's the generation they were in. And it was always in my I loved it as a kid, but I wasn't like uh you know, oh, I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. So I um I pretty much get um into classes of training wrestling but at the same time spooked by my uncle because I was 35 at the time mm. and he's like what are you doing? He's like I called him for advice and I'm like I'm he goes I started wrestling at 20. I didn't get on TV until I was 27. He goes wow. you're 35. And I was like, yeah, but I move, I could do it, I'm doing it. And he's like, dude, it takes a lot of ex ring experience for you to be able to be trusted, you know. And he kind of spooked me, and I was like, all right, whatever. But I, I, I thought I could overcome it, and then I got injured a few times during training that I fell, fell on my neck wow. from high rope, and I never felt anything like that in my life. A tweak that I was just like, and they always say you can be paralyzed within two seconds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. On, on some wrestling stuff. So I was a little spooked about it. Yeah. And I was like, I have to completely just never, like, I, I, I was just like, I was never in love with this business. As far yeah. as the politics that go behind the scenes, it's a different game. It's not what we're used to. It's mm -hmm. different yeah. world. It's a lot of competition, a lot of haters. That's from what I remember, you know, like from the, the, the school that I was in, which I love everybody that I was there. And I'm not saying, I just remember they were a little mad at me going to another school to look at another school show at PWG, which is another great wrestling school. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're a league. But, you know, they were like, why are you going to another wrestling thing? Blah, 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 and I was like, 
Well, you guys, well, nobody fucking pays me, man. What right. the yeah, fuck? Exactly. I'm, I, can't, I can't go wherever the fuck. Who you tell me where I could go? Yeah. And I would get defensive. You know, I'm like, who right. the fuck? You know, so. I where kinda, was your school? What was it called? I'm sorry. Where was Knox Pro. It was that? in Sun Valley. Okay. So it's one of the Rock's cousins, Rikishi. Okay. The, uh, and uh, this guy, Reno, and, and, a, and a dear friend of mine, Gangrel. Gangrel was a sick, you know, he's an awesome wrestler. Fucking the vampire guy used to come out with the Hardy Boys. He was he he was the he's the real deal. I love him to death. I still you know I still admire him and talk to him a lot. I love everybody from that school. They were all great to me. They all showed me love, and I learned a lot from there. And I applied that to my stunts and acting and stuff like that because yeah. I did not love wrestling enough to be like I'm going to go into this world of injuring myself. Yeah, I could have probably been on TV already and then probably pivoted into what I'm doing now. It'd be a lot more easier with all these fans and shit. I could have had a different route. I, I but I chose what I wanted to do and build what I'm building now because this is this is the hard and long road. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what I I'm used to. How long did you do that for wrestling? How long? About a year. Mm-hmm. The training. You, you moved to Los Angeles straight from Austria? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I, 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 you know, I went home to New York and, yeah, you know, figured out, shipped my car from New York that I had to L.A. Mm-hmm. I just brought my monitors. You know, I had mixing monitors that were good for mixing this band, this last band that I recorded in Austria. I had to finish their mix. I had to finish, and I had like all my headphones and Damn. all my gear and all that recording stuff. And I brought my tool bags, bro. I brought my fucking, <laughs> I brought my fucking, my tools to, in case I got to go swing a hammer. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I had man. to work, you know, if I yeah. had to go, I had my screw guns, my fucking taping <laughs> oh, knives. Man. I was like, if I have to work, I'm, I got I got to you know, I got a way right. to do it. So, so it's like that pivot from wrestling to like acting, like where. What got that sparked in you? You know, like what sparked that in you? As far as like, was there a person oh, that was well, like, yeah, hey, like yo, I think you could be, you know, you're a very charismatic person, totally. And so, uh, for me, it made sense. You know, when I was like seeing you, you know, acting and doing your thing, I was like, oh man, because I remember how great you were at guitar playing, as far as really being focused, you know, right. and really wanting to learn right. and, re- and and getting better at your craft. Right, and right. I noticed like you're always playing, and I was like. That's so cool, you know, yeah, and I thank you. I can imagine that with the acting, the same, right. you know, gumption, you know, the yeah. same Focus. energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, uh, Joey was my roommate <clears throat> when I first moved to um, L.A. I was uh, Joey was my roommate. This kid Joey that was in my acting, I mean my 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 wrestling school, and this is 2013. He's telling me. He's like, you know, yeah, in conversations, he DJed at a strip club and he'd be like, yeah, you know, and I act and, and now I'm doing wrestling. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, and I had no idea about acting. Right. None of this business even was a thought in my mind. I yeah. just said, I always want to be Stallone or I want to be De Niro. I don't know anything about this business, but I love them. Yeah. Right. And I remember we're in a... In his in in our apartment building, Sherman Oaks, Sherman Oaks, and I'm checking the mail and I look at these the, the mail and it's to Joey and it says S A G and I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is this S A G shit? I said, Joey, what is this shit? And he goes, he goes, it's fucking sag. It might be a check. He opens <laughs> it up. He's at like fifteen hundred bucks from like two and a half men and and some residuals. I was like, I was like, what? Do you, what, what? What's going on? What do you? What, do you, what the fuck is? What's going on here? He's like. Bro, I'm an actor, bro. I fucking did this episode of Baba Bond. And he started telling me, he's, and he's like, bro, you should fucking go get your headshots. You'd kill it in this town. 
That's how it started. Wow. Okay. And I was like, I said, what the fuck are headshots? And what do you mean? He's like, you know, like the profile right. picture and, you know, like, all right, eight by 10, how your band would take an eight by 10. Exactly. Because he was kind of yeah. like a metal kid too, so he knew. And he was like, and I was like, ah, oh, okay, all right. And then I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was brutal. And then it was right, fucking right, you knew God. About Damn. It. Damn. I knew right. nothing. Nobody. No fucking connections. Right. It was Damn. fucking brutal. Pivoting at 36 years old into saying, "Oh, maybe I should try right. to be an actor instead." Because it didn't work out to be a wrestler. I could be an actor. Okay. So from wow. 36 to 37, I'm trying to figure out how to be an actor. Like uh, I get, I go and buy headshots and i sign up to these casting networks la casting actors access casting frontier okay and i'm like it's oh a lot of money god yeah it was costing me money yeah. to do all this shit yeah. sign up right. and all this shit too at that point yeah okay i was i was at sumerian so i was helping right. i was That's like right. i was engineering for some of their bands at cool. the studio i was you know also doing um like you know semi a&r at the time before i moved up in 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 throughout the years but the um the it, it was it was a salary that was you know livable okay. especially in la it's so, like, yeah yeah it was like oh you know what i'm saying you was about as skinny of teeth <laughs> right you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah but that kept me alive and i and i thank nice. the, um at, um sumerian for that mm -hmm. and but i was going through um what i had to figure out was 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 you know, I didn't have no connections. Only Joey and my friend Cherie, who worked at the bar across the street from me. She was like, wow. "Yo, you need to do this. You need mm -hmm. to do that." And she was a beautiful actress that, you know, who would who would you know, you know, teach me a lot about the business. You mm -hmm. know, cool. and you know, and she was just always, you know, like uh, you know, giving me the knowledge and the strength to believe it. She was like, you'd, you'd crush it. Mm -hmm. She goes, you, you have the personality. Everybody loves you. Mm -hmm. You have a personality that people gravitate towards. And I was like, really? I, I'm just drinking beer. <laughs> you know, this was, this was pre getting sober. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, All right. I, I mean, I just, is like two months before I quit. You know what I mean? Cause I had no idea. Damn. So my first movie is funny enough is, um, when I was, uh, on set, it was with Ice T, and he was like, "Yo, didn't you have long hair?" And you, and blah blah oh, blah. He's got on a great memory. On set, and he's like, "Didn't you have long hair?" And you drank, right? And I was like, "Yeah, I quit drinking this shit." He goes, "Yeah, bro." He goes, "The minute I cut my hair and stopped drinking, my life changed." Wow. And that's when I said, "I'm never looking back." Because mm -hmm. I had like two weeks sober on that. Ice movie. T dropping that knowledge as the first. I was like, and what was what made you want to go sober? Um, truthfully, um, well, my mom was killed in a car crash, so, you know, that destroyed me in 2004, oh, man. and I'll never forget the feeling of that, so there was a 43rd anniversary at the Rainbow Room, and I was trying to get lean for this movie, and I was like, I'm only going to drink vodka, because there's no sugar, and no, 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 this was an all-day vodka Affair. Damn. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Me and Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Loki. And um, yeah, he's he's he wants to go get food after it. But I mean he's got a, a chiropractor appointment. I'm all I got so much shit I gotta do. I'm like, fuck it's but <laughs> um I remember waking up in my bedroom 
and I was so hungover. The worst feeling I ever had in my life. Puking like never before. Like I was I was getting rid of all the demons. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was having my own exorcism. Right. Wow. It was brutal. I never felt it. But the, what really put it over the top was, yeah, it was a horrible hangover is that, that my car was parked perfectly. Uh, I drove home. drove home. Damn. I drove home. And nothing happened. And then I was like, I lost my mother in a car crash. I could have killed somebody, killed myself. I will never, ever pick up a drink again. Damn. Damn. And that was it. That's wow. all I needed to do. And I never told anybody like that on the air. I mean, because mm-hmm. I just did, it didn't matter. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, ah, yeah, I'm just sober because of what I, But that's the reality. Like, that's right, what right. really put me to the, like, <laughs> you know, I remember... And then I went to the, the the Rainbow Room, and I still talked to the same valet guy. I love him. He was like, I, he was like, you were fighting me to take the keys. You, you you wanted your keys. You were like, I'm fucking good. Don't worry about me. I, I I'll call you when I get home. He was like, you kept saying you call me when you, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and he didn't even have my number. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was just so like, give me my keys. Game. I'm good, bro. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, driving from the Rainbow to fucking. Sherman Oaks Damn. going over um Beverly good. Glen. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. At two o'clock in the morning. And you never drank again? Never. No, it's amazing about you. Like you said, this I'm done with this band. Right. No more yeah. of that. I'm done drinking. And you stuck by those convictions. Like it's yeah. fucking like when yeah. you're when you're done, you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's fucking same with shitty people in my life. I cut yeah. them right, off. Right. I don't, of course. I don't I, I I'm done. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Is it safe to say that Days of Our Lives was the first major thing you got? Yeah, fuck it's yeah. fucking huge, dude. Soap wow. opera, dude. This M- guy NBC, bro. I was like, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. it's ill, bro. Oh, oh my god! And how yeah. did that even? Yeah, how that happen? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, you know, honestly, the rainbow. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, me and my 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 ex wife that I was telling you about, Jasmine, who. She got me into Days of Our Lives when we were kids, you know, when it was like nineteen twenty. I remember. What? I would watch. I would watch it with her. We would get bacon, egg, and cheese, and and I'd be at like one o'clock in the afternoon. It's the time when you're like nineteen, when you still sleep till two thirty, totally. twelve thirty, and you're degenerate. It's like who sleeps though, yeah. the fuck to that time right. is un. Uh, but that's but that's the Surf, t- that's the yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the age. Yeah. That's the age, and that's fine because he models and he surfs. Me, I played. <laughs> I played guitar, and I was in a. And, 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 and that's what I did. I was in a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I I remember getting the um, 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 just, no, no. I, I, well, I remember really caring for the show and I became, you know, I, I loved the show because it was just like something that we did and that was like right. a part of my yeah. life now. Yeah. So I was like, one, t- I mean, drunk I, a few times. I would say, oh, I'm going to be in Days of Our Lives, I think. You know, I'm going to actually do <laughs> wow. this. Wow. People are blowing me up right now for work shit, man. Fuck. It's driving me nuts. Um, um, days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. So, yeah, I get, I get the, the, um, the, the. Um, Callback or audition? No, no, I get to, I, I, in my mind, I'm, I'm pretty much 
you know, manifesting this, mm-hmm. this days of our lives. And I'm just like, now one day I walk into rainbow room and I see a kid that's from days of our lives in an asking Alexandria shirt, which is a Sumerian band. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, how the fuck do you have? I said, right. what do you- I said, you're fucking JJ from the show. And he goes, how the fuck do you know? know? <laughs> wow. He's like, how do you know that I'm on the show? How, what do you watch? Dave? I'm like, yeah, I, watch, I actually do. <laughs> and he starts laughing. <laughs> Shout out to Casey Moss. That's fucking. And, and he's, a, he's a metal kid. You know, he was yeah. in a band and he's actually a talented singer and everything. But he, he, he was like, oh, and then we became friends. And we, we started so, texting. And then, and, then, and then I said, I went one time on a call or one time we were eating. And I'm like, yo, get me in the room. Get me, yeah. Let me meet with the casting director. He's like, I don't know how to fucking do that. I'm like, you know who she is, right? I, I didn't even know what I was saying. Yeah, I'm like, right. how else can someone get you in the room with the casting director? It's a manager doing it for you or, right. or an agent pitching you to the fucking casting director. Yeah. So I got in. I booked the audition. I fucking, and I, and I got four episodes. Fucking That's, amazing. Yeah, it was dude. great. Yeah, it was great. That, that is amazing, man. So yeah. you, didn't have an, you didn't have an agent at the time. No. Okay. It's super no. DIY. Wow. I love it, dude. Dude, the DIY, everything is DIY. Fuck, dude. Mm. Oh so he killed God. the audition. Now it's the producer. For this so he, fucking- he killed the audition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing, right? Phone's blowing up. Um, so he got the audition. He, he got the fucking thing. That's sick. Yeah. So does that does that put you in a new, new spectrum, like a new level? Well, you became SAG, right? Well, I was like SAG from the first movie uh, with that. We oh, did yeah, that right. T. I got that SAG card. And then I did a commercial with my boy Zach Merck, who's a who's a hardcore kid too, and he's a big commercial director, and he's about to get one of his feet. He's doing some kind of like Netflix thing now. He's doing something with Jeremy Renner. He's a hardcore kid. He's like mm-hmm. a you know he was in a, a, a he was in like a posse hardcore band back in the day from Jersey too. And this kid, cool, you know, yeah, yeah. you've seen Zach. He's got a big beard. He's, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a big H two O fan. I probably heard of his band too. Yeah, um, he got me in a in a in a commercial that. You know, I actually paid 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 it forward and got the kid that got me into acting, Joey. I got him in the commercial, oh, so he made like helped, sixty dude. G's. Yeah, that is oh, fucking awesome. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. So I paid the I paid that forward. I got him in, and then from there, I got um, you know, I think. I started doing smaller, you know, indie movies. Yeah, and then I got Ballers. Yeah, I got that on my list. So it's like. Yeah. Ballers and Game of Thrones are fucking insane, dude. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. That's And so how'd you get the audition for Ballers? Which is a great I, show. Have you ever seen that show? Yes. Great show, by the so way. So again, Rob Weiss, shout out to Rob Weiss and Steve Levinson. They they they're the ones that blessed me with that. They um Rob was like, Yo, I'm writing you into this uh role. I'm writing you into this this uh this this season. You're gonna be on on camera with Dwayne. I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck? We were in the steam room at the fucking locker. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, I got you, bro. Some real Hollywood shit. That's you know real mean? shit. I'm in the right. steam room. Steam room. <laughs> I'm right here to do the rock yeah. in the bar. <laughs> and it fucking happened. And wow. I, so I, no, nah, I didn't have to audition for that because I just That's pretty much dope. played myself as like a Goomba right. New York guy coming off of a dope. private jet in, uh, in, in, in LA. And the rock was and cool, right? That's the only reason I watched the fantastic. show, actually. Because I saw that you were going to be on it. I was oh, like, I got to watch oh, this whole thing. Are you serious? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. It's a great show. And The Rock is cool, I heard, right? He's fantastic. He was fantastic. He knew my uncle. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a that, wrestler. That's yeah. wrestler. He, he, you know, Rob teed that up and he was like, what? Jose Estrada, are you for what? And then I was like, <laughs> you know, that's he, it. The Rock is a busy guy. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, the time that I did have, you know, and I introduced Tech 9 to The Rock. 
Wow. Yeah. The rapper. Like, yeah. like I was not personally me alone, but me, Rob, and my boy Shawnee, and Travis O'Gwen and Tech Nine. We strategically because we knew that Tech Nine was a big fan and The Rock was a big fan of each other, and we the Tech Nine was in L.A. and we teed it up where we can get them on set together. So I was there putting them together, that's and then amazing, they put a, then, then they got a sick. fucking song out together. That's wow. So yeah, that's fucking. I swear oh, to God. Right, so I remember that song. Yeah. yeah. So wow, yeah, yeah. So that that I got a great picture from that moment. That was an awesome day that um, we all um, got to hang on set with Dwayne for like a half hour because he, you know, he was just so happy to meet Tech and Tech was. It was just all love. Yeah, it was all love, and I was like, I can't believe I was a part of doing this. Like this is fucking. (laughs) It's amazing. Just like little things like that that give you these injections of inspiration. Right, totally keeps you going because this is a fucking brutal business. Right, it's way so different brutal. than music business, right? Way different, yeah. way different. Mm-hmm. A less support system, mm. you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. less people that support that could support you, like you know how many band members that you're friends with, and people look so, out like, oh, we'll take you on tour. Right, gonna, you know right. what I mean? Like it's it's different. Yeah, it's a little more, you know. Well, being hardcore, hardcore kids, you know, it's a family, it's a family affair. Yeah, so. This is more like cutthroat out for yourself. You have it's to kind of, and 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 you have to not look at it like that because then yeah. it's good. Then it poisons your mind. You know what I mean? To be that way, but that's kind of what it is. And then you gotta just be like, you know what? I'm gonna do the right thing, and just nobody's my competition because I'm myself. And right. you know, I'm not trying. I don't care. You gotta work. You getting the job? Great. I'm happy for you because mm-hmm. yeah. I know how hard it is. Yeah, I know how hard it is. Go get it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 100%. I know my time is coming. I know my time is coming. So, yeah. And how'd the Game of Thrones thing come about? The the creators are friends of mine. And so I, sick, I met them dude. and after a while they were like, yo, just get to Belfast and Really? Yeah. Oh, and wow. and then what? I, I I went to Belfast. I know they filmed it there, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, they filmed Belfast, Croatia, and Spain, I believe. Wow, holy shit. Yeah, so I went to Belfast and I'm with this guy all day and I'm like an American dude and he's the only American there. I'm just like fucking this guy seems cool and he's got an assistant. The fuck is this guy? We're hanging out, and his girl comes, and I'm like, "Yo, let's put the stuff in the trailer." Because one of the assistants was like, "Oh, you got a trailer over here that you can put all your stuff." And I was like, "Yo, guys, let's put all the stuff there. Your pocketbook, whatever. This way, it's all safe. We're all together and safe. Let's go get coffee. Bop, bop, bop. All day hanging out." <laughs> <laughs> then people bring up footballs to this guy and to, to sign, and I'm like, "I'm like, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, I'm the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers." What? Oh shit! I said. Oh, I said, I should have fucking been a football player. I was big in the streets. I should have been. Right. I, 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 and I was like, yeah, that's great. And, I, and his girlfriend at the time was Danica Patrick, like the number one race car, wow. NASCAR driver for females. And I was like, <laughs> just didn't know. Right. And yeah. they loved me because I did not know. I love yeah. that. And, I love I was, that too. And, and, and that's my it's experience real. with uh, Game of Thrones. It was really cool to be just, just, just to be there on right. set and yeah, be a dude. part of it, be a flea bottom, be a part of the dragons killing us. It was just awesome. Saving people and fires. <laughs> Shit's exploding. How long were you out there for? Five days. Damn. Yeah, it was Damn. epic. So when you get that, they fly you out, obviously. That's what happens? No, I had oh. to fly myself. Oh, out. wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even if you get yeah, a roll like I had, yeah. Okay. So you fly yourself out. Yeah. But they... I, the 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 thing is that you got to work as a local, okay? Because um, I was um, um, a, a Italian citizen, so I could okay. work as a local. So I worked as a local. Damn. Yeah. And then and then you know Paradise City and Cracker, you produce and were writers on both those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. More, more for Paradise City. Yeah. Cracker was, um, you know, definitely a producing credit is warranted, but the writing it was like, yeah, it came up with a lot of ideas in the, in, in the moment, but uh, yeah. Dale, Dale wrote it with Kevin Young. They wrote Dale, that together, man. but he, Dale Restigini, you know, Rage, I, he, I yeah. Dale for yeah, he was, on, dude, we met him on that fucking tour on yes. Tattoo oh, Earth, really? bro. Yes. Yeah, back bro. Back then, Dale was around back yeah. then. Shawnee's calling that. me right now. Shawnee, we all met on that tour too. He fucking did the Funko shit and he had the famous band. He was in Famous. Shawnee's like, it was a, okay. a, a mad A&R guy. Like, like that's my partner in fucking my comic book series with him. He's the creator of that shit. He's like, fucking, that's the, he's just calling me right now. I, it's just like, it all circles back to yeah. Tattoo the so Earth. cool, that's, man. It's crazy. And Dale, I know also later on, because I started working at Fat Farm. Oh, I, wow. I mean, like even before. What was his I know job? Dale, he was, he was pushing uh movies that he had done you know like back then back then yeah like he had he was yeah. grinding, colors you know? colors of rage yes and, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah yeah he, so i know him before then yeah and yeah I was like oh my god i didn't know he was in the heavy music yeah 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 he he's quite he's quite the the he's, he's got a, a hustler, quite man. he's a definitely a hard a hardcore hustler but he's got quite a different perspective of thinking outside the box and yeah, yeah. And this is true with cracker we we really made a lot of noise with that, you know. That was the a, timing when that came out was the like timing insane. was was crazy, right. and we shot that in 2017, the end of 2017, yeah. going into 2018. So it was pre yeah. any agenda. There was no agenda making that. Right. Like there was that was, was yeah. that was like we, we he knew the temperature. He felt that it was brewing mm-hmm. for this um, for what was going on. And, and the response and was crazy, right when that came out. It was crazy. I mean, we were getting Good death bad. threats. We were getting Threats. Death threats yeah, white supremacists. Wow. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about fifty. I think there's maybe like you know, there's there's, there's a handful of these knuckleheads out there, but they yeah. they, they were right. calling. Wow. They were calling. They were fucking. You know, like threatening to take threatening. It. You know, what's wrong with you making white people slaves? I mean, the shit they were saying. I, right. We got it all on video. It's fucking hilarious. Like right. like all the just the shit they said was awful too. You wow. Know? Right. So, you know, it's um. That was uh, so. Paradise City was, uh, you know, obviously a, a, a rock and roll TV series yeah. that that pretty much was based on a lot of uh, what Ash had gone through with Sumerian, his upbringing, and m- me with Sworn Enemy, and you know, you know, that's how we got Randy from Love of God say, in there. We, we shout we, to Dre and Randy, yeah, yeah, yeah Dre and Randy, loved so cool. Drea, I was just with her at her at her um, boyfriend's show. All them, shout out to all them witches. They're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Love Drea. She shot. I, I gotta put she, Drea knew me for like two weeks, and she and that many saints in Newark was going into production, and she's like, "You'd be perfect for that fucking thing." I'm calling David Chase myself. Wow. And she said cool. he didn't respond. He didn't whatever. He she was messing, but that just to me, yeah, that was everything. Yeah, it's you know what I mean, like, yo, are you real kidding one, me? You know what I mean? Like, thank you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. That to me, I love her. Like, like she's like my sister. I love her. Like she's. Everything to me. When when we get together, it's like we're inseparable. You yeah, know I can mean? see that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We don't talk every day, but we, we just like, Wah! you know what yeah, I mean? Right. It's like fucking ah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, and what about the comic book series? What's that called? Night of the Cadillacs. Whoa. Yeah, it's um, it's the Warriors meets Lost Boys, pretty Sick. much. Cool. Yeah, it's I like if there was a bunch of vampires on Fairfax. And you're, you're <laughs> writing it? 
You're part of I'm, a, I'm well. I've conceptualized with Shawnee a lot of the characters, okay. and I've written on the scripts prior to the script that we're out there doing now. Awesome, so a lot of building up these characters and a mm-hmm. lot of you know the, the the mythology that's in our world. Mm-hmm. I've I was a writer on. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, owner in the publishing company itself. Me, nice. You know us and a few other people. Um, from our industry and our world all together came together a lot of music guys came mm-hmm. together and we 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 were we we got a bestseller we got a That's lot awesome. a lot going on wow. we, we got we got a we got we, this 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 shit is popping right now it's like it, there's a lot of things being teed up and it's it's it feels good thank god so you have a lot of things you're working on right now tons of different things right yeah i'm producing writing acting everything yeah, right i'm packaging a movie i'm up for something massive that i can't say anything you know? i know what it is i'm keep my fingers crossed for you <laughs> you know that's still looking really thousand percent you know what I mean? is it hard not to get excited for things or do you stay chill about things no, because it's brutal I can't yeah. imagine that. Like highs and the lows of like, I almost got, I didn't get it, or somebody, yeah. oh, it got canceled, yeah, or that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It's, it's way different it's, than music. It's 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 the biggest up and down psychotic roller coaster. <laughs> I can't imagine. It's mm-hmm. so brutal. And it's good you're sober during this too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so brutal. Yeah, um, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's 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 the the growing pains of just the peaks and valleys. It's brutal, but yeah. you get used to it. But then that 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 being used to it kind of always makes you expect it, and you kind of say mm. it. And it shouldn't be like you shouldn't have to say, "Oh, of course not," because that's right. that, that's just the business. Of course, I'm not going to get it. Why the fuck would I think I get it? You know what I mean? Then yeah. you start getting in your head like that. Like, how dare I get something? Why can't something like you know? Then you get in your own mind, and that sucks too because. It's just a part of the business. It's it's, it's brutal. It's yeah, is it hard to take it per- hard not to take it personal? Yeah, very hard. Damn. But you got to it seems like you got to be out there, you know, like yeah. to really let people know what you're about and recognize, but there's got to be a point where you're like, man, am I putting on too much or you know, you have to kind of find your balance, yeah. do you feel? You know? Yeah. Cuz I see a lot of people like really pushing and it's like, okay, this yeah. could be a turn off. Yeah. You, know? you got to be you got to let the universe take its course right. while you plant seeds and you water them and you fertilize them and you watch them grow. Mm-hmm. You got to let let the, the sun shine on, hit them and let them grow. Because mm-hmm. if you force that shit, right. it's going to yeah. be ugly. And then yeah. people get turned off because they're just like, dude, like you're fucking super thirsty. Get out of here. Right. Get away right. from me. So I'm never, I'm I'm very respectful for all my higher up friends that are just like, you know, way bigger than I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just friends. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just boys. You know what I mean? Like, uh, totally. Thank you for, you know, let me be in your presence, bro. Right. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. Thanks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I get your energy. I'm feeling something from you. Right. you know I mean, you elevate me spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, that's my new thing is like elevate me spiritually. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. if I can't be elevated spiritually, I don't need to be around you. Then you're toxic. If you're that's dragging facts. me down right. with some, you know, like my spirits are being dragged down by you because of just how you conduct yourself. Then I don't need to be around you. Mm-hmm. Is the love and passion for acting different than, than the love and passion for playing music? I mean, I'm putting my all into this as much as I did with the music, but I had, you know, five other band members to, or uh, other people that kind of, you know, would sink or swim. Yeah. You know what I mean? So with with that being said, I'm a solo artist. I kind of can do whatever I want, even though now I have a team, which is awesome, a great team. And I have 
that's this the the the, the defining factor of being real. Like I'm yeah. getting real now. Like things are getting real. I've got a real team, real publicists, real everything, that's real sick. management, real agents. Like it's it's real. So now, moving forward for 2023 and then the rest of 22 is all going to be, you know, elevating because of just how it's teed up. It's the planting the seed, watering it, fertilizing it, let the sun hit it, let the rain hit it, let it sun, let it grow. I love that, go, Let it, let it, let it die out a little bit. Then the sun comes back, it brings it, you know what I mean? Like that's how you got to let it happen because other than that, it's, and if you have a bunch of those seeds growing, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It starts to yeah. it starts to flourish. You know? Do you get medical insurance when you were SAG? Is that yes, part of the but deal? you got to make a certain threshold, right? Now. Okay, I was gotta, wondering about that because yeah, that's way yeah. different than music. We didn't have no yeah. medical insurance. Yeah, so you have medical. to make a certain amount of what? Being enough. You got to make over like twenty five to thirty thousand okay. for the year on okay. just acting gigs to to be qualified to okay. pay for their insurance. Right. Okay, <laughs> you got to pay like three hundred bucks a month. You know okay, I mean? yeah, it's not cheap, but it's the best health. It's the best. It is. That's what I was yeah. told for my friends who are actors yeah. and shit. We had AFTRA. For musicians, remember when I was yeah. a major league yeah. after mm-hmm. back then? That was the same kind of thing. Sag after, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any major regrets in your life? Yeah, I mean, the major regrets in my life that I do have are just the things that made me who I am. Yeah. So I don't know if they're regrets. You learned from them. Yeah. I learned from being drunk and stupid and doing stupid shit or saying stupid shit, you know, offending my friends, you know, for no reason, drunk and yeah. blackouts. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, doing stupid shit like that, I, I regret that, but then it wouldn't make me who I am today. Totally. You know what I mean? Because I'm sober because of all these reasons. I'm, 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 I don't ever look back and I'm still the same guy. You totally. know what I mean? I don't really, you know, look back at, you know, what skin's already been shedded, but it does bum me out that it's happened and I got to think and live with that. But then that reminds me of like, well, that's why you are who you are and everyone loves you for who you are, how you are now. You know, nobody can take that from you. Yeah. I love that. Uh, What about any daily rituals you have? I love to go to sauna, steam room, cryotherapy, um, you know, my coffee in the morning. I love making my bed as soon as I get up. Yeah, we talked about yes. that. You gotta make your bed, we talked bro. about that. Yeah, it's so man. important, man. It's like, huge. We're talking about kids making their beds these days. Do they mm-hmm. really have to do that? Like yeah. growing up, we had to make our beds. Yeah. Why do you think that's so important, making your bed? I don't know what the because you you, you you it's your first task of the day. Mm. You knock out your first task of the day. I like to make it so tight where it's like you know perfectly the pillows are perfect, everything's perfect, and then I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then I you know because if I I've noticed if I don't make up my bed as good as I want or if it's kind of like weak I'm in a bad mood wow yeah yeah maybe SEAL guys they do this you mm -hmm. know it's part of their whole training and discipline and starting out at a very young age I always thought it was super important Mm -hmm. to to maintain that you know yeah I like peeling off the things at night, getting into the oh, bed. Just that's a great good. feeling yeah. too, you know, yeah. because if it's messy, you're right. laying in like soot. You're laying in yeah. like bleh. Were you making your bed as a kid too? No, no. <laughs> no. I learned, I learned, I learned in my adult life. But I mean, uh-huh. I, my, my probably with when I was living with my 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 ex wife, you know, okay, like we. You know, I would I, I I I wanted nice stuff, so I wanted it to always look nice. So we would yeah, make the bed right. up together, or I would make the bed up, or she make it up. You know, one of the, one of us were making it up. 
I love but that. I just love I just love cleaning. I love doing my own dishes. I love you know I don't use the dishwasher. Yeah, I never grew up with a dishwasher. I always wash dishes fuck, too. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what a fucking uh, washing machine was. And my I go to the store and get quarters and do oh, that's right. the way <laughs> I would do a laundromat. <laughs> and I moved here and there was a laundromat in your room and your, yeah. in your apartment <laughs> and in a dishwasher. I was there's a whole d- culture shock. <laughs> completely forgot about the whole culture New York shock lifestyle. Yeah, just oh, like, drop brutal. your laundry off. Coin, get all the quarters. Go there. Or I, to- I was just like spoiled. I was like, I'm leaving it here. Just, oh, you left you it know, there. Yeah, I was like, I'm leaving. I'll pick it up later. Right. You have to wait like, to use the dryer. It's a great deal. You know, you, you go in the off. morning, drop it off in the morning, you pick it up in the afternoon. It's done. Fully. No, that was, that's some New York shit too. I I I miss that. I mean, one of that my questions. Nice. Yeah, I like doing my own. One of my <laughs> questions though, you're an optimist or pessimist, but you're super positive, man. Like you put everything out there and you just you know you do it. You know what I mean? You really believe yeah. in yourself and believe you can you manifest it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, Right, you consider yeah. yourself that like yeah. a positive person. Yeah, very, very, yeah. PMA man. Yeah, you've always you know been I mean? like that, right? I, I mean, I don't want to be negative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have those moments where I am, and I'm, and it's to myself. You know, because we all get in our own heads. I don't. You yeah. Know, nobody's perfect, and it's, right. it's, 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 it's scary to be alone sometimes, and it's scary to be alone, and you don't have no, no substance to drink, no, no, no mm-hmm. weed or no, no, yeah. none of that. You're, 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 you're dealing with your emotions without any kind of vice. You know what True. I mean? I don't have a vice. I go to the gym. I go to sauna. I, I, working, emailing, figuring out what's my next mission. How am I gonna get on? What am I? Where, where, <laughs> where am I going? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, like that's that's my addiction and 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 my rituals is is just everyday work and grinding and 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 being a part of something more than I could ever imagine. Yeah, one one thing you did for me in the past couple of years is connect me with our friend Chris Uvain who passed away. You always tell me about this this guy he loves your band. Oh, so it's Lorenzo. Yeah, then. yeah, he has a big manager and like he, he was always tagging me shit. Lorenzo would send me stuff. I see him wearing H two O shirt, and then a couple of years ago you brought him to my show. We have those photos from that night, and I want to thank you for that because he became uh, a big part of my life, and he yeah. just passed a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we really connected through Chris again, yeah. me and you, yeah. and you connected because I want to thank you for that. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for letting me tattoo you. I did a FYP five-year plan. Yep. Chris's favorite song. I tattooed that on a couple months ago, and I got to do it on you like two looks weeks ago. Good, looks really yeah. good, it too, looks really dude. Great. Right? But yeah, I want to thank right. you for that, Lorenz, because you yeah. was all you always tell me about this guy. Yeah, man. Was just, yeah. I didn't know. It's that sad we lost him. Oh, yeah, Lorenzo. Yeah. Lorenzo brought him to my show. Yeah, yeah man. heartbreaking. That's incredible. It's it heartbreaking. Is heartbreaking. That was a very, 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 very tough one. I mean, we yeah. lost a lot, and you know, he was not expected though. Not. Nah. I didn't expect that. You know, a lot of them I expected because of just the optics of life and things yeah. that, that that are thrown at you. He was such a kind soul, good man. Gave, giving, gave, yeah. gave, gave, gave. Totally. Couldn't give enough. He couldn't yeah. give enough. He would have to keep giving. Brought so many people together. Mm. Brought so many people together. I mean, we knew each other. I feel like he really brought us together. Yeah. Oh, hundred you know percent. I mean? Even more now. Totally. Even more now. Like 100%. Now after yes. this, 100%. it's 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 a whole new um, connecting us to live out his like. Like we we would live out his memories through us, yes. being closer. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And that's how I look at like where we we are now is what, what that brought us together. And um, for sure, yeah, he was uh he was a beautiful person, and I have a lot of great memories with him. And we didn't hang out every day, but when we did, it was it was amazing. And when we talked, it was all love. And yeah, I love him, and he loved me, and he loved all of us. And he yeah, and 
he was he is so loved. I mean, you I have, know, like, seen it. it's so crazy. He is so loved. Just to see the uh, still every yeah, yeah. The super team was talking and mm-hmm. posting about. Him. I saw Jennifer Aniston do a speech about him. I was like, oh my god, like yeah. And he was so humble. He was just like a New York guy, grew up in hardcore totally. hip hop. He wouldn't mention all these people, right? Ever. No, like, you knew never. who he managed, but not like <laughs> yeah. right. all these people were coming out. It's like holy shit, man. Yeah. It's he, and now you represent the tattoo. Now you carry that tattoo. Yeah. That's what's amazing about it, We both it, got, like, yeah, because this is what the, he's the, got, and then me and you got, got the CH. Yeah, yeah. So big yeah. love to Chris Uvane and his family, big, man. We love definitely. you, Chris. Yeah. Big love you, brother. That's something you brought into my life, man. I appreciate that. All right. Of um, course, man. Do you, do you have a, not to go from that to, like, something, but do you have a top five inspirational artists? I know you're. I know you're a big hip hop. We'll be your top five hip hop artists. Oh, I'm sure you got this right. Hands down, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas. Um, In my opinion, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Eminem, and. I hope you say everything you're gonna say. Yeah, I don't want to forget. No, hang on. I'm trying to write down. I'm trying to guess what it's gonna be. Biggie, Nas, Jay Z. Just think for a second. Okay. It's not gonna be Pac. I know. Okay. Definitely not. Pac. I wrote on this can, yeah. just in case. I think I. Okay. Because you mentioned it before. Um, I mean, uh, well, okay. Eminem. You got four now. I would have to say Jada. Wow. Or Big Pun. Wow. Those are, those, well, who'd you have? KRS. KRS. I love KRS, but I mean, <laughs> I love KRS. But I mean, come on, the three, the five. No, that's sick. Wow. I mean, Jimmy I, Kiss is great, man. Incredible. I mean, he's 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 a savage. He's I a know. rhinoceros. <laughs> Who'd you say besides Jada was the other person? Jada or Big Pun? Ooh, wow. Yeah, okay. Big Pun was nasty, man. So you have all New York peeps except for Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, and and I and I Chris didn't like Eminem. That's no, he did sure. not. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I was like, yo, Chris, he's Irish too, just like you. How the fuck you don't like him? I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, nah, man. Nah, hell no. No, hell he, no. he didn't like him at all. And no. I was like, all right. All right so I that's your top you. five. That's a strong top five. I, I mean, strong. that's that, Very like, legit. yeah, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Eminem, Jada, and Eminem. That's a sick okay. one, man. I about, think, yeah. like, I, my humble opinion is those five. Okay. Um, could I alter it? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I would throw in pun in replacing Jada. I'd throw in, um, uh, I mean, I'd, I mean, it's hard. Man. Then he got, Wu-Tang, I mean, I would, I would throw Monty. in, I would throw in DMX in, wow, yeah. in, in, in there taking Eminem's right. place because DMX spoke to me more lyrically of what I was used to living. Got right. you. In the world I'm from. What yeah. he said in every scenario he lived and everything he spoke about in his stories, I've lived more that life than Eminem's. True. Okay. So I could relate to that more. And lyrically, he was just a, he was just completely different than anybody. Yeah. Right? And um, you said not Tupac. You're not a big fan. No, I, I, I'm Tupac's growing on me. Like, like sometimes, <laughs> like no, no, no. And I, 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 I love the classics. You know, yeah. he's in my like my my playlist. My he's got my you know like uh, you know I, I love my 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 playlist right now that I you, have. You love Mob Deep too. That's I mean Mob Deep is just insane. Mob Deep Tribe De La. So my Gang first Star. song is is, is 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 look that's that that this is well I I, my, I like that kid Nims right now Nims oh he's great Bing Bong uh, Bing Bong he's actually like like bringing New York back you know mm-hmm. what I mean as far as the flow mm-hmm. of yeah. what New York used to be like so you but, listen to new hip hop 
I do, I do. Joy Badass, ASAP. There's a bunch yeah, of New York. But uh, I love, like, Pac. I'm, you know, I got like four four Pac okay. songs in my okay. list right now. That's... And I and I love him. I love him. I'm not like, he's in my top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He'll be my top 10, but he just can't, I can't put him in the top five because no, I hear he you. don't have, he to me, he don't have like, like the 10 to 15 classics. You know what I mean? Like mm. in my strong opinion, you know, you listen to Biggie, mm-hmm. you, Bro, you're know, just man. like, oh my I God. Yeah, you listen yeah. to Biggie and Pac's song, Biggie just is just, oh my God. Man. You know what I mean? Like, That's no, true. I know. Yeah. The lyrics are just, you know, Pac yeah. is awesome because he's animated. He's, he's right. He was a good looking guy. He was yeah. up there. He was just like, he spoke he's a really good actor too. Yes, he was. Definitely. You know, like, no, definitely, he was. Definitely a good actor. Yeah. But I just can't, I, I and, and I hope I don't get no hate for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, you it's know, opinion, shit, it's my opinion. You know what I mean? I, I just think that Pac, like, Pac was, was, um, was great for what he and, and, and as an artist he had like the his acting I was more of a fan of his acting yeah, like, too. Me, yeah, like more I, of his I, movies I gotta say this too as well yeah. Juice come yeah. on Poetic Justice amazing fantastic incredible. shit right incredible yeah so that to me is the Pac that I love <laughs> Gridlock yeah. yeah yeah I love Pac but it's just like for, for, for you know Jada God man he's just incredible man fuck man he's just a destroyer <laughs> He's a destroyer. Who who would be an actor you'd like to work with? Like a dream to be in the movie with? Oh, I know God, you're gonna say. Is... Let me write this one down too. Right? Uh, so you don't even have to write it down. No, I do. <laughs> you like I mean, to work you, with. You, I mean, well, you know who the first guy is, Sylvester Stallone. Obviously. Yeah, I wrote it on. I wrote Rocky on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Sylvester like a dream. Stallone, um, uh, Denzel. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Denzel. Denzel. Amazing, uh, my favorite actress is Viola Davis. She's amazing. incredible. She's stunning. She's mm. everything to me. I mean, as amazing. far as her acting is just, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't I don't follow anything else about her. I love mm. what she delivers on that screen and I follow her on Instagram and I love her and I just, you know, I just think that she's like the underdog. That just right. completely destroyed everybody. Yeah, and that's what I love about her. She has like that, you know. So, I mean, you know, like she is. She to me, she's better than Mel Street. Wow. And that, wow. and people and people and people try to say she's the black most. No, no, she's better than Mel Street. Right. It's my opinion. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of. I'm not like mm-hmm. a huge fan of hers. But in my opinion, she's the best in the game. Wow. As a female actress, yeah, yeah, not color or none of that. Yeah, 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 female woman, she's the best. Awesome. That's just my opinion. What about uh, De Niro? S- Stallone movie, like what? Mm. What your, favorite? Your top. <sighs> okay, let's top. I've been what? trying to get him to rewatch Copland. I was just oh, gonna yeah. say he Rapaport, needs to be yeah, Sly. That. You should have been nominated for an Oscar. You Fuck. were fantastic yes. as Freddie. Yeah, you was. Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Fantastic, incredible character. character. Like it really brought me back to like the you know the character in uh, First Blood, Mm -hmm. or where it's not a lot of like has to be taught. You know, not a lot of script going on, but emotion. The emotion is so Mm -hmm. there in Copland. I was like, damn man, how could this movie get? I mean, especially his role. Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. It's so it's so 
tragic mm-hmm. at the same time i don't know it he loses his hearing right it brings yeah. out a lot of emotions yeah we got superboy in there too oh uh, superboy yeah. oh he <laughs> was great Rappaport was, was awesome Rappaport was awesome Dude, the cast uh, alone was yeah fantastic. but sly should have been nominated for I best agree. supporting actor without a doubt um i'm not even sure if it got into the nominations i don't, I don't remember. think so either I but I, we were talking about this. I was, I was talking to my friend La, Dominic Lombardozzi the other day about Slash, what's going on with Copland. He was asking why wouldn't Copland be a series or something. Mm. Um, no. But that's one of my favorites. But Rocky Four, um, you know, <laughs> Rambo. Yeah. You know, I love, you know, First Blood. I mean, First Blood. So. so I mean, you know, there's the, the Rocky Four, First Blood. You know, Rocky One was another Rocky's legendary. Incredible. Rocky, legendary. every Rocky, yeah. anything Stallone done was has has been amazing. You know what I mean? I I I love yeah. it all because he's smart. He doesn't do anything to just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? He doesn't do anything as a transactional. You know, he does it because he loves it, and he's a great writer and a great director. He's a great writer, so he's a yeah. great filmmaker in, yeah. in in all aspects of. The spectrum, he can do it all. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah, fantastic. So <laughs> you know, he's definitely you know? proven that. You mm-hmm. know, it's so that's no a doubt. dream for you. Work with him would be pretty sick. I could see that, man. Me, sorry, I really, I, I I'm just like, too. I really I could see, envisioning I, I, that. I'll put that on the Always, atmosphere. I can yeah. see that in the future that's going to happen someday. I, I feel like yeah, that too. Yeah, just gotta, you know, because you, you, you be, you're, you'd be so appreciative of it. Like this is like your dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about De Niro? I would love to work with De Niro. Yeah, man. I would love to. I mean, um, De Niro is to me. It, I mean, pe- um, I would love to work with the Pesci. four greats. I mean, of the Italians, I mean, you know, obviously Stallone, De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino. Woo. You know what I mean? Like those. I love Pesci, man. Come too. on. Those four. Mm-hmm. I love that you don't even know where Pesci is right now. Like he's off the grid. Like he disappears in movies. Yeah. Like, where does that dude live? What does he do? Does he, he have lives kids? in Toluca Lake. Oh wow! Okay, really? I didn't know Apparently, that. Apparently, some married, I heard, he's married yeah. with kids and stuff and everything. No, he's no. just so mysterious. Like you, yeah. only, you only see him in the movies. Yeah, so and he's, he's very picky too. about what he does. From mm-hmm. what I hear, you know, I don't. As I don't he should know. be, and as he can be. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Fuck, he's incredible, yeah. dude. Yeah. He he be that'd be amazing too, man. Yeah. But I think I think Stallone's gonna happen. I put that on the world. We did that. Yeah, I, I definitely can imagine that. I, can I appreciate it's inevitable, that. man. Yeah. I really feel like that too, man. I appreciate it. We're putting that let's, PMA let's, juju let's, out there, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's hope in I know Stallone's a big subscriber of the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's up next? What can we see coming next for you? Keep our eyes and ears open for the rest um, of talk about, you know. Yeah. Um, a cool movie called White Elephants coming out um, okay. soon. That's with Michael Rooker, John Malkovich. And um, Bruce Willis. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a great role with um, with a great scene. One big awesome scene with Michael Rooker. It's That's pretty sick, man. Yeah, he's he's, he's 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 another icon. I saw you do something with JT too, uh, Travolta too. Yes, that's another another movie. Uh, yeah, I'm an executive producer on that one as well. Sick. And uh, that's with Travolta, Bruce Willis, and Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff is awesome. And it um that's a that's a more like a kind of like a Miami Vice in Hawaii kind of vibe action, but I, I got a small little fun role cool. in the beginning of that. But it's the 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 uh, I'm leaving to go shoot a horror in Georgia this week, Saturday. That's who keeps calling me is the production. I guess they need a bunch of information. I just seen like producers <laughs> calling me. Everybody's like, Where are you? We need you ASAP, ASAP. I'm, like, oh I'm on a podcast. Like, Yo, listen, bro, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Call my agent. No, right. I'm joking. <laughs> um, 
And then most of your stuff's on Instagram. They can find you there. Yeah, Lorenzo Antonucci, J-R for Junior. So L-O-R-E-N-Z-O-A-N-T-O-N-U-C-C-I-J-R is my handle. Junior. And, I won't, and one more thing, shout out to your pops. Your, your pops, pops is so is like cute. My favorite, He's so best. cute. I always see posting man. with him, dude. Well, really I'm only going to see him for one day now. I got to call him and say, I, I, they want me there on the 8th. Yeah. So I'm flying out Saturday in the afternoon. I get there on, the, on uh, like pretty much midnight-ish. And I'll get to hang, give my, my dad a, a hug and a kiss and then hang out with him all day Sunday. And then I'm flying out Monday. He'll be happy. How old's your dad? 90 in April. Wow. Amazing, bro. Wow, that man man. lived through World War II. Yeah, he seems amazing, man. Thank you. Yes, he is. Super cool dad. Yeah, he's uh, close. He's quite the. He's quite the human. He's quite. (laughs) quite Does he like California? Is he strict? No, he's never even been here. Wow, (laughs) he's New York. He was born and raised where? What he grew up? Was he at Naples? Naples, Naples, Italy. So if you know, so you know that you ever watch the show The Gomorrah? Yes, the Italian it's show. the real, yeah. legit that my boy from Italy told yeah. me. Like, you want to watch about the mafia? Uh, yeah, you okay, need to watch legit? this. So yeah, he said, it's legit. "So that jail is in Naples. That my dad was in that jail when he was fourteen. Whoa. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, post World War Two, he was robbing guns from like um, what? Like you know, like the the guns were just laying around. It was fucking. Where were they going? Nobody right. was picking them up and wow. putting them. In. It was just fucking chaos, and he was in jail for six months. I remember. Six wow. months. I mean, I don't remember. I wasn't there. Right. He, he, he tells me, I was in jail at six of that. I had a cut of this guy. This is a guy who tried to have a sex in with me. I had a cut of him. I had wow. a cut of him. Wow. My dude. father says that, yeah. Is he in Brooklyn? My dad's in Queens. Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still in the same house. Wow. Wow, dude. <laughs> You got lot, you, wow. I'm sorry. Go you got a lot of family in Italy that you were able to visit? Or? Uh, one aunt and one cousin that I know of. Um, my dad stopped talking to them. I don't know if they... If you know how family is, man. Yeah, family bro. gets weird. It gets weird. And oh, yeah. All my other aunts and uncles have passed. They were all older than him. I so see. they're gone. You know, some of them... He had a... My Uncle Val, he was... Born 1918 or something like that. Wow. In America. That's another, that's a whole nother story. My grandparents were born in 1896 and 1895. My grandmother and grandfather from my father's side. They moved to America during the depression. And my grandfather hated it here. Okay. Couldn't speak English. They had a bike shop in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. They have this bike shop. Then 1920s. The obviously we're in the Great Depression now, yeah. like right. brutal, uh, post World War One, and my my uncle Val and my uncle Annette, uh, my aunt Annette, both um were born in America. Okay, so my my grandfather was like, "We're packing up, we're getting out of here." Uh, they get on a boat, no fucking plane. They get on a boat. Mm-hmm. They fly. They 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 take the boat back to Italy. He spits at the Statue of Liberty, my grandfather. Fuck Angelo Antonucci, my grandfather. Wow. Right? He spits at the fucking Statue of Liberty, the sick man. He was mad. He was and obviously. World War II breaks out. Wow. And now they have my mom. I mean, oh, they had my, my, my they had my father in 1932. My aunt Nina, she was born like 28 or something like that. And then Florida was born like in, in like the the later 1930s, right? She's the youngest daughter. They were born in Italy, so okay. they were Italians. 
So when World War II came and happened, everybody was trying to flee Europe yeah. and go to or South America, New York, or whatever. America, yeah. So my Uncle Val and my Aunt Nina went to America because they were born. They were they were they were American citizens. Yeah. And my grandmother told my father, my 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 father, it's your fault that we don't go. You spit at the Statue of Liberty. That's why we cannot go. We cannot go. They had to be in fucking <laughs> deal with the World War Two, man. My father. Oh, yeah, imagine that. Story, I mean, dude. imagine that. Fuck. That's my father telling me these things. Like you can't make that's that an amazing, up. I mean, that's a movie, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking movie. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a great fucking story. Yeah. Crazy, crazy how that is real, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you when you hear from a man who's lived ninety years telling you these stories, it's incredible. Man. And you're just like, man, what was my grandfather doing in eighteen nineteen oh five? What the yeah. fuck was he playing with on the right. floor? Like, what was he doing? It's just a whole other world of like, damn, mm-hmm. like, yeah. We had nothing, point nothing. Then yeah. my father comes here and he still has, you know, a decent life making 400 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the hell is that? You know what I mean? And that's how we lived. Fuck. And then, you know, to be coming out of, you know, all these different, you know, tiers of, of you know, getting to a better place, you know? Yeah. But there was an interesting thing that a man was saying, um, um, like uh, with generations of life, and I, 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 I don't want to botch it, but he was, it was beautiful because he's like, you know, my grandfather used to tell me that your son's gonna have a, a Nissan, say, and then you're great, and then my grandson's gonna have a nice Benz, and then my great grandson's gonna have a Ferrari. And then his great his great grand his grandkids are gonna have nothing. Wow. Because uh strong men make oh, man, I'm botching it. I'm so I'm killing <laughs> okay. it. I'm destroying it. Such a great way to end the podcast. Yeah, too. but it's like strong I I I have it on video, I could play it. And then that's just <laughs> have it on video. I know I have it on video somewhere. Strong I, men I, make Dude, this is this is so epic that it has to be. It has to play. I have to just like we have. I, I have it here. I just gotta give me seventeen seconds. I, I know I got it. seventeen. We're counting. Oh, here now. it is. Here, boom, boom. Am I getting trouble for playing? I used to work every day. My father worked five. I'm driving a Cadillac. My son is in a Mercedes. He said my grandson will be in a Ferrari. He said my great grandson will be walking again. So I asked him. I said, "Well, why is that?" And he said to me. Tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. He said to me, many will not understand, but you have to raise warriors. Grandfather walked. Wow. There we go. Right? Wow. How beautiful is that? That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to end this episode, too. It's yeah. a beautiful uh, statement. Absolutely. Any yeah. questions more for Mr. Uh, Lorenzo, <laughs> Mr. Antonakis, Antonakis. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, 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 I've had, I think he's answered all the questions that I've had. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Dude. Thank you so much, this man. This has been amazing. Long Thank overdue, you. man. I really Long appreciate overdue. you, dude. Yeah, Thank you for having me. I'm psyched psych nice. for your journey. I'm psyched everything. Yeah, See what happens next with you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Appreciate it's awesome. it. Awesome. Thank okay. you so much. And I always have yeah. to compliment people. 
On their hairline. And their hairlines. You have a great fucking hairline. <laughs> oh, line, thanks, dude. thanks. Yeah. You have natural, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> hair. We have we have hair envy. You got a great hairline, dude. And you look young too. You're aging oh, really well, man. Yes, that's, that's true. Sobriety is really working for you that too, man. Straight edge stuff is, seems to be working. <laughs> yeah, wonders <dude>. for you. <laughs> Your hair is good. Sun, Your hair is good. Sun. A little sun's gonna help. My, thank you for my hair. Yeah, great. Good fucking hair. I gotta thank my father for that one. Yeah, he still got a strong hair. He does. That's sick. Dude, he's got help. a hairline, man. That'll help. And your grandfather, too, whatever they he's say. He's got yeah. a great yeah. hairline. Look at this guy, man. He's got a great hairline. <laughs> Look at that. He's still <laughs> got hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're dead. 90 years old. That's inspiring. Yeah. Chilling. I'm either going to tattoo my head or get plugs. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank be, you for having me. Thank you, Lorenzo, man. Thank you. That was awesome. That was Peace. great. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch it, anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives.